Hello, everybody. I'm Schroeder. I'm Odom. I'm Brian. Davis. And this is How Did You Miss That? The show where we revisit some of the movies that we've missed throughout our lives and make fun of people for missing them. Today on the hot seat, we have David Odom. Yes. Hello. Hi, Odom. Hi, Odom. What's up? What have you missed? Inglorious Bastards. Oh, Inglorious Bastards. He How said, did you miss that? I also just forgot. It's spelled with an E. Like, it's also Bastards. 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 <sighs> So, Odom, <laughs> you like you like Quentin Tarantino, right? You're, yeah, you're a yeah. T- Tarantino fan. Have you seen? Yeah, what's your Tarantino experience? Uh, I've seen most of most of his movies. Uh, I think. All right, name a few. Hot seat. Here we go. Name a few. Well, I still haven't seen Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, which. Better fix that. We're going to fix, fix that between week, recordings. You're going to yeah, fix yeah, that yeah, this yeah. week. You, you have yeah. two. You have a Tarantino, you have a Tarantino double, double feature up ahead. <laughs> I'm assuming uh, this latest one is going to be even better than Inglorious Bastards. I mean, it did. Well, also, I, I would like to point out you still haven't named any Tarantino movies, except Damn for <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm almost hot seat. screwed away from that. Right. Uh, Can you please see. name at least one? Kill Bill. Okay, one and Thank two. You. There you okay, go. Volume, volume one and, two. One and named two. two. There we go. Okay, Pulp Fiction. Actually, All right, there we go. Yeah. Okay. I've probably seen that. Uh, yeah, I've definitely seen that more than any other. Tarantino movie. Okay, so I was, I, yeah, I knew that. I was waiting for you. I was like, why hasn't he just said Pulp Fiction yeah. yet? Because <laughs> whenever, whenever you put anybody in the hot seat, you like fr- your, mind your memory uh, completely Pulp blanks. Pulp Friction? Yeah. <laughs> That's one. Yeah. Oh, uh, wow. Jerry Whoa, Brown? Pulp Friction. That would be a great, like, <laughs> That's uh, a porn parody. <laughs> Pulp, Pulp Friction. Oh, but there's got to be something you can do with Pulp Friction. It's, it's, it's not important, though. Pump friction. Pump friction. Pump friction. I don't know. Go. Go. <laughs> Lead. All right. All right. So yeah, this was this was a pretty this was his second biggest movie. This was a big one. He was riding off Do you mean you know, box office? Box office wise. Mm-hmm. And I think just hype wise. Hype wise. Critically it's loved. Okay. Critically yeah. it's loved. All yep. right. Um it's got pretty good review scores. Pretty um, good. Uh uh, it has, yeah, so this was after Kill Bill 1 and 2, so everyone was really big, big on, you know. uh, he did do, he did, uh, um, the, grindhouse, the grindhouse in between, Death Proof, which was interesting, I think it was more of a Robert Rodriguez <coughs> joint than a Quentin Tarantino joint, but, well, but like, I mean, he, but did he, did his own, he did his own movie in it, yeah, Death Proof. Death, death proof. <laughs> you haven't said the name. I mean, you, you said, said it. For it. Me. Yes. yes. Okay. He did, sorry. Ba- he did a bad movie between between them. I know you have different opinions on that. But I mean, it's not. It's like a more of an experimental film, and it goes. It like yeah, There are people on like, both sides of it. It. It's like you a lower also, budget movie. I don't you know. You also didn't. I watched <clears throat> Grindhouse in theater, so I had the full Grindhouse experience. You just watched Death Proof by itself. So after like, after like two and a half hours of like awesome trailers and like. Planet Terror is like legitimately gross and hilarious. Then you got like, all right, it's it's much slower it's paced fine. movie. Yeah, but like, but I, I think in the zeitgeist, no one talks about Planet Terror anymore. Nobody like that. I don't think anyone it, talks about Death Proof either. Every time, the, the every time anything Tarantino comes up, that's like one yeah, of the ones that people a, debate whether it's he's like still a name. Yeah, they debate whether it's it's his good or, or bad. Yeah. No. no. Anyway, um. So people were there was a lot of Tarantino stuff. I think also, do you remember Sin City, another Robert Rodriguez joint? Like they had in their marketing, yeah. Like once 
They're like special guest director Quentin Tarantino. Yeah, they made it seem like it was almost what a Quentin that? Tarantino what does that even movie. Mean? Special guest director. One, he directed one scene. Which scene? Uh, the scene where uh, was it Marv? Whoever he talks to the corpse. Oh, when the corpse comes alive. Oh, he directs okay, that one scene. interesting. Okay, it was just they did it for fun, but then you know marketing people were like. All right, but wait a minute. We got yeah. Quentin Tarantino Dude, in here. Do you remember? There's like, and they probably still do it. They're like, Quentin Tarantino presents. Yeah, like he also movies did that. that he didn't even make. He, <laughs> he just watched, he just watched <laughs> and liked it. It basically just means, yeah, this so guy liked this movie. He so was movie he was endorsed. Like, presented by. He was like the hotness in, in the aughts, you know? Oh, yeah. I mean, he's been like, everyone's liked him, you know, throughout his career, but I feel like, I feel like in the aughts, that was because the he was building pitch. off of like right, he was riding high. He was, he was, yeah. This was his like high point. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I, I think that's an important point because I think this movie was just like Quentin, do whatever you want. Yes, <laughs> I mean, well, I, and because Kill Bill was like a two part. Like there was a whole saga to it, which was kind of fun. And I feel like that was his most broad, fr- like of his movies to date. Like especially Kill Bill, Kill Bill yeah. one is definitely like the most broad. It's like yeah. an action. It always, it's like a very yeah. broad this, movie. This is, yeah. this is a bit yeah. tangential. This is a bit tangential, but I, I always actually have a problem with like whenever the media or whenever like people do parodies of Quentin Tarantino or whatever, they always just do just do Kill Bill. I'm like, that's not like that's your that's your take off of Quentin Tarantino's career is just like the samurai scene from Kill Bill. I'm like, that's weird. To me, I feel like there's he does a lot of genres and does different forms of violence and and stuff. It's weird that just people usually go to that when they're like, oh, let's show Quentin Tarantino style. Yeah, although the other one is they do the say what again or like the El Royale. They, they do some Pulp Fiction yeah, stuff too. Yeah, the, the other one is the, but I feel like that one's no more one does Death Proof though. Yeah, <laughs> um, I do feel like. That one's more memed than like mainstream pop culture. It just always feels like, I think I saw a Family Guy episode a few weeks ago or something like that, and they're like, there is one scene directed by Quentin Tarantino. It was just a samurai thing, and I'm like, okay, well, sure, I guess like, that's, yeah, that's like your takeaway from his career. That's your take- yeah, yeah, it's weird to me. Anyway, this so this was his like, yeah, I think his biggest moment. Where he's His like, highest point. Well, everyone was like ready for it. Like right. of all ages, the anticipation like, yeah. was the yeah. anticipation was right. big. Yeah, it was big, and it had Brad Pitt, and it had uh, Christopher, Christopher Waltz. Waltz. Um, it's about World War Two. Yeah, like Whoa. I'm actually killing Nazis. Do you not know I'm that? surprised. Oh, okay. <laughs> Those like, are yeah. like the two only two things I know about this movie. But like honestly, like it having Brad Pitt and being about World World War Two. You got there. Jesus, there I got is. there. Okay. Just a slight um, stroke. It's cool. Yeah, just a, just a minor one. Uh, I, I'm shocked that you didn't see it. Like, Yeah, how did... So now let's go back to... It's 2009. Summer, 2009. Summer of 09. What were you doing? How did you miss this? I Especially honestly, being like, it's, I, it's I the biggest Tarantino movie. I, was it something that, like, we since, you know, we were still in college and we were doing stuff together. Yeah. Was this a big screening, like... Night? No, it did, wasn't did a group not, screening. I not, remember seeing it. Um, I didn't see it. No, I didn't see it with you. I saw with it with, with another friend. Yeah, I saw it. So we didn't see it as a group. I actually think I saw it in our apartment, so I don't understand. In our apartment? Yeah, in our apartment. I, so I don't understand why you, you weren't there. You watched it without me? 
Yeah, I watched it with like I think Dennis and Sean. It's like where he sat was on your Oda? side of the what couch the? too. Uh, he really like <laughs> drank out of your favorite mug. He, just, he was also sitting with no pants. He just really wanted to rub Donald his ducking it. Like, <laughs> like I, I assumed you had watched this. Like I was shocked to find out that you hadn't seen it. I think in my head movies you I'm were there. I'm shocked that you watched couch it with, with all our roommates, and I wasn't there. <laughs> oh. Oh, okay. Uh-oh. All right. Make this it about the first you. I'm hurt the, by this. <laughs> I mean, it is about. I mean, that's this episode. Okay, is yeah, it is about him. him. All right. Yeah. So that's that tracks. But yeah. like, I don't <laughs> think we excluded him intentionally. I, I would. I blame him. Why wasn't no, he there? It's, it's college. You know, you, stuff happens. Yeah, yeah you're, you're out. You're out drinking with, yeah, or friends with a girl or girls or, or whatever. I, somebody I passed around the weaponized hallucinogen. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> little uh, little bad against joke. Yeah. Uh. But yeah, it was it, it was 2009, so it was uh, yeah the the year that the four of us were living together. Well, I guess it was a combination of not doing a screening as a group and it probably not being on TV a whole lot. Is <laughs> my true. best guess. <laughs> That's uh, you are the big actually, TV. I feel like Pulp Fiction they put on TV. A well, lot. yeah, oh yeah, it's on totally. TV all the time. And Kill Bill. Volume one, at least, is on yeah, TV sometimes. They put Kill Bill a lot on TV. Yeah. I guess they do not put one and two on as much, though. Like, they put one on more than they put two on. Yeah, that's yeah. true. <laughs> I, I mean, I think it goes back to just the pop culture thing of being like, oh, it's Quentin Tarantino. He likes samurai movies. So that's why yeah. I don't play part two, because part two is like Western. That's just, that's such an interesting double movie. Like, it, it is like, even in part one, you have like five genres, like, in one movie. And, right. And then in the second one, it's, you know, uh, Chinese wire foo plus Western and stuff. It's... Yeah. Wire foo. Isn't that what... <laughs> is that what it's isn't called? Isn't that what it's called? Am I making that up? I've heard that... I don't know, I've but... No, but you, it's I know a you're funny term. About, yeah, it's, wire, yeah, it's a term that... wire combat. I understand. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, what else came out? A lot of stuff. I mean, we saw most... Movies together in 2009. Well, 2008 was the best year, obviously. Yeah, yeah. So the MCU the had already been had born, but there wasn't anything else. There wasn't any Marvel film that year, right? Like, oh, Hulk. In 2009? I thought Hulk was. No, Hulk was, Hulk Hulk was, was in 2008. 2008. Yeah. Uh, the only Marvel what else movie, was 2009? The only Marvel Avatar, movie. Avatar, I think. Uh, yeah, Mar- Avatar. G. The only Marvel G. movie was. Went crazy, uh, was there a G.I. Joe that year? X Men Origins Wolverine was. Ew. Oh. Was it, there was either a GI Joe or a Transformers? Oh, I swear to God, there was yes, GI Joe. <laughs> the did first, come out. yes, the first new Star Trek movie. Yep, oh, that was on oh, okay. Yeah, Ooh, District Nine. District Nine. Love really District good. Nine. We were really big on when it came out. We were really big on the new Star Trek. I feel like we've cooled on it since, but yeah, we, you guys were. We had fun. You were never big on the first I, Star Trek. You were big on. It's you a, were. You had. You hadn't seen. This was before Deep Space Nine. No, it wasn't. Oh, Odom, Harry Potter and the Half Blood Prince came Star out in 2009. That's probably oh, what you watched. Yeah, 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 you totally watched Harry Potter instead. I think I saw that in theaters like five look, times instead of look, Glory. Odom first... hasn't seen Harry Potter. I don't know if we've said that yet, and it will be an episode, probably yeah. multiple yeah, well, just episodes. Just one episode for eight movies. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the 12 hour plot summary. Uh, all right, well, I don't know. Like, what do you. Uh, what do you think the movie's Yeah, about, what did you. What, yeah, what have you consumed of it, and what do you think about it? Well, I think what do you think it, it's uh, about? It takes place during World War II. Okay. Uh, Which, again, you love history stuff, so you should have seen it for that reason. I think uh, Nazis this Nazis not- are involved. I'm, ass- oh, I'm assuming no shit. it's a band of American soldiers who are like, I don't know, kind of misfits, or and they're romping around Europe. 
fighting Nazis, <laughs> fighting around the world. <laughs> and uh, I don't know. They maybe they kill Hitler or something. Cool. Interesting. Okay. Cool. All right. That's that's yeah. That's pretty much all the context that I that I have for this movie. Cool. Okay. I don't really remember like seeing the trailer, reading anything about it. I have like so. I'm going into this with such little knowledge. That's cool. And context. That's cool. You're like what, a baby what, with a new What like brand. Quentin Tarantino like things do you expect? Feet? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> some rad, some you're going to get feet. <laughs> no. Never male feet. Never male <laughs> That's his rule. God, I can't wait for you to see Once Upon a Time in... Oh, oh. God. I'm assuming a lot of... I like, was thinking there wasn't feet in this, but... <clears throat> This is, don't this spoil is, the feet uh, for me in this movie. Yeah, don't spoil the feet. I think this movie is where is it became public started? knowledge that he has a foot fetish. And I believe... How is that his after Kill Bill, though? Because the, he he featured Uma Thurman's feet. Feet oh featured. My God. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. Now we're having fun. Okay. Uh, yeah, you'll see. I don't know. It's just whatever. Feet. Feet. There you go. Because, like, feet on their own, if you just see him, you're like... And that one, it's just like wiggle your big toe. It's like a whole other thing. It yeah. gets different. That's <laughs> the, the that actually was like the plot was motivated. Like she had been motivated in a coma. By, or yeah. Like feet, yeah, like, right. like the, the feet f- shots were motivated. Yeah, were plot motivated. There's not a one of the forty in the new movie in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood where you're like this needed the feet. Yeah, this is yeah integral to the plot. Yeah. All right. Uh, Halfway through the movie, we like turn to each other and we're like. Dude, that's like the seventh f- close up on a foot. This is—it's <laughs> like it's not. I, like, let your freak flag fly. It's fine, but like, it's weird when you're doing it in a movie. Like, when you're like forcing everybody else it, to I watch it. Only, now that we're on this tangent, I think it's only weird if you do it but don't admit it. Like, he, maybe never, he wasn't aware of it. Well, it sounds like he's completely <laughs> leaned into it now at this point. My my theory, and I think I said this before, was like he knows about. Like, he thinks he's not actually into it, and. uh now that everyone thinks that he is, oh, he it's, pushes it it's even him, harder. Like, leaning into it, like really <laughs> trolling people, I guess. But I, that I would applaud if he came. You know, I'm like, no, I don't give a shit. But people made this rumor, so I'm so just gonna like, like, gonna roll with it. It's yeah. hilarious to me. Yeah. yeah, I I feel like that could be a thing that that happens that he could have done. But anyway, okay, so maybe feet stuff. Anything Any else? other stuff? Uh, long drawn out scenes of like banter between the the soldiers. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Could be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. not really a plot spoiler. Yeah. 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 That's Tarantino. Yeah. Just the, the dialogue guy. Tarantino yeah. trope. Uh. Yeah. All right. Cool. I guess All that's right. it. That's it. All right. Get out of here. Get out of here, Odom. Can't you see we don't want you? Yes. Uh, bye. With bye. haste. Let's go. 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 This one's a hard one to pick because he's gonna like this movie. I don't. But I don't like. I I, I I like it. I'm going to revisit it by the time he revisits it too, and I only it, watched it once, and I hated it. But part of the – and I love Quentin Tarantino, and I love World War II, but part of it is like – and I know that Odom also loves like Band of Brothers and Saving Private Ryan. This is not – it's like a World War II movie, but it's like not a World War II movie. That's and it's true. Revisionist and like different. Oh, super different. revisionist. Yeah. I was like very – that like – I was like – part of why I didn't like it was I was just like – Okay, I've seen a lot of World War II stuff, and this is just, like, something else. And the ending 
I guess it's like the first time that he had revised history. So for me, it was like weird. The like killing Hitler, like that kind of mm-hmm. like stuff was weird. Um, and then also, I just feel like he uses the tension building like so, too many so times. This is my, in, yeah, in that this was movie. that was my biggest. Mm, I, I, I yeah. had two two big problems with the movie, and the first one was the first scene worked great. Oh God, the, the, fir- first, the first scene, scene is one of my favorite yep. scenes in cinema and that's a great scene and you know what he did he did it five more fucking times the same basically the same thing over again that's true in the same movie so by the time i think it was the bar one when they're like they're all impersonating yeah. nazi soldiers right and then he, they're chumming and he's like oh you did three like like this instead of with your thumb or whatever I'm right like, yep because that needed that it was about time for that to happen. Like no, <laughs> they like almost. Oh, tension, tension! Oh, they're gonna gee. get caught. Oh, okay, no, they're gonna they're make not it. Getting caught. No, oh, they, they didn't got make caught it. again. Yeah. Gee, Willikers! Wow, I'm so surprised at this point. Yeah, I guess it's. I just really like those scenes. Like I, I, I understand your your and, point of them. And it also could doing been, the same trope. It also but. could have been like where we were in college because we were studying film and stuff, and this was just like. We, we sort of don't – I think this is similar between all of us. We don't really love people that are super up their up own their ass. Up their own ass, yeah. And this felt like the most – like a pretty up his own ass movie. Uh, yes. Um, especially I when he, like, looks at the cameras like, this, this is, is my, my masterpiece. My biggest one oh, – this, this yeah. one – this is one that really killed me when they when she killed all the Nazis and she used she used film as a weapon. And this was, like, around the same time where our – Film where our our, our, our professor uh, talked about um, film being a weapon, and he was like, "The camera is a gun that shoots twenty four bullets per second." Is a thing he actually said, and this was just that on screen. And I'm like, "Fuck you, <laughs> fuck you!" Just like laying it on so fucking thick. We get oh, it. Yeah. So I un- I understand where where you're coming from, and I do remember not. Liking it as much when it came out, for whatever reason, though, uh, I so I've I've watched it before recording this this, this segment. Um, I liked it a lot better on my second viewing, and um, this is why I, I actually I, I understand your criticism with like oh you, you know not liking uh, directors that are up their own ass, but sometimes it's just fun to watch. Sometimes it's. It's cool that a director has gotten to the point where he can kind of make whatever he wants and, and have fun. And I, I thought the scenes, yes, yes, they did pull the same trope throughout the movie, but I don't know. Each one like, has unique stakes, and, and I why, thought as well I wanted to watch, written I, and shot. Yeah, this is why I wanted to watch the movie during the break, because I am curious if I'm going to soft, soften on it, mm-hmm. like, uh, years later. I, I, bet. I, saw, I saw it twice. Uh, but, it, yeah, that was back in, like, 09. Um yeah, I'll probably be softer on it because I feel like you know, I get. I think you appreciate the writing. It, it. I mean, maybe. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I always get. I still get angry. Like movies, like make me angry sometimes. You know, maybe that's not good, or maybe they, I don't know. Who knows? Like whether that's right or wrong. But this now, there's been time, and I've already seen it once. I'm sure I'm gonna soften on it uh, just because of that. But talking about like directors who are up their own ass. What I love, I like. I love Christopher Nolan. Yeah, Christopher and Nolan. and Christopher yeah. Nolan is like. I feel, at least in interviews, I was literally going to bring him up. He's like, because I feel like him and their movies are different. But like a Nolan movie is like, 
a Tarantino movie in it. Like you can just feel that the filmmaker like is doing what they love and exactly what they want. But Christopher Nolan just like can do mind blowing stuff that just doesn't feel like it's completely up its own ass. Like Mm -hmm. uh, uh, Kurt, what uh, what's the one he just did? Like do you do you think Dunkirk? Do you think the difference is like he's he's trying to like in Christopher Nolan movies like almost like share knowledge. And, I, th- I think and, Christopher and, Nolan and wants to make a movie and makes it like as good as he can and like wants you to be wrapped up in it. A lot of times with Tarantino movies, he does the same thing, but he wants you to know how good it is and how, how good, good he, he thinks how good it he is. is in the movie. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. like he wants he wants you to know how clever he is for doing a thing he does. Whereas like Nolan just like does the movie and you're like, as wow. And then best and he then can. as you go yeah. behind the scenes and you learn all about how like he. Not just makes a good movie, but in the case of like uh, Interstellar, he used actual physics math to render right. what a black hole like the event horizon would look like, right? And like that actually led to new papers being released on like space shit. Right, that, that's what I mean. He's like, that's like his like weaker movie. And right, right. It's still like yeah, it's still I. He never like or like Dunkirk, like Dunkirk, the way they use like just simple things like the clock and the times, and it's yeah. just, it doesn't like. At no point can you ever feel like the filmmaker is like breaking the fourth wall to be like, ah, yeah. huh? Whereas like with Tarantino movies, I feel like I'm constantly just like, just like look, like go away, Quentin. Let me watch the, your fucking movie. God, <laughs> yeah. Jesus. you're good. You're uh, good. We like, get uh, it. When he, when he, uh, just bring up another one, Hateful Eight. When he like jumped in to start narrating that movie, I haven't seen Hateful Eight. I love the first half of Hateful Eight, and I just, oh boy! But that's a, that's another movie for another time. Yep. Or Netflix series because they also release his Netflix series. The other I, thing I hate about the movie, and it's 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 completely great for the character. It's not really a critique. There's a part I can't remember where it is, but somebody's eating like apple pie and ice cream, and fucking Christoph Waltz just puts his cigarette cigarette out in like the ice cream or the pie, <laughs> and as I'm like salivating now, I love food on an unhealthy level, <laughs> and I especially love like food in movies and shows mm-hmm. and that part God. I got I mean it's it was impactful but I was like so who why would you ever fucking take a delicious ass dessert and put out a cigarette in it I'm just again not like a real critique of the movie it's yeah. just Oh my god, it's harp is so good too. It was like I, if I'm recalling it correctly, like the ice cream was like that just kind of starting to melt. It had like a little mm-hmm. bit of a glint to it. This is I'm going off too far on this, but I'm like <laughs> there's some the good food stuff yeah. in Inglorious Bastards. That's what I love. What I love about World War II is everything in that era was like real, or at least I think it like all the weapons and stuff, you, you didn't have like plastic as as much. Like everything was like so good. Everything feels in World War II movies and stuff so tactile, and the food is like fucking great. <laughs> Captain America, when he's got like the steak and all that, and the milk, and you're just like, oh, milk steak. Anyways, <laughs> I'm done talking about food because we're off the rails. There's good milk in totally uh, the this rails. movie, all too. Right, all right, well, uh, let's bring it back. What? So now. What do we think Odin's gonna think? think? Yeah, what do we think Odin's gonna think? I think he'll either be. I don't, I don't see a world where he loves it. I think he'll either be pleasantly surprised by it or just be a little bit turned off to it, but he'll probably be pretty... He's accepting. Mm. I, I'm going to go so far as to say he's going to love it. Interesting. I, I'm going to go with... You know what? I'm gonna, I'll, I'll take the bet of it going the opposite. I don't think he's going to like it. 
Okay. So, wow. Varied. This is like our most varied opinions. I think in, because in we past, have such we have such differing opinions on this movie, so it's that makes sense. But we gotta rewatch yeah. it, so like yeah. we might be like you like surprised again. But I do think there are a lot of times where Odom likes a movie, and then because Schroeder and I are poor sports, we talk about why we don't like the movie, and then he, <laughs> you he ruin leaves, it for him. He leaves being like. Well, now I don't like it because well, you're right. That's, that's, <laughs> that's why, like, he was saying, like, oh, it's not. He was, you know, earlier in the podcast was like, thought coming in like it wasn't that good of a movie, and I'm like, that's just that's our opinion. That's yeah. Not, I was glad you waved that away that's not for him. A so, general consensus. Here. It's beloved. People friggin' love this movie. It was huge when it came yeah, out. Yeah, and I don't. I, I felt like the odd man out. Well, you and I both didn't like it, but I was just like. Dude, I, I, I watch the same thing, but it's a nope for me. It's weird. But, yeah. We'll see. All right, yeah. And we'll, I guess when we come back. So when we come back, we'll, so he will we'll have yeah. has him. He'll have ice cream. <laughs> when we come back, Odin will have seen. <laughs> and glorious bastards. Thank you. Thank you, And we will have had ice cream. Okay, I bye. scream, you scream, we all scream. Oh, shit, Nazis. <laughs> see? I tied it in uh, thematically. Put a little bow on it. I think it's my best work yet. And we are back. And Odom has now seen uh, Inglorious, Inglorious Bastards. 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 Odom, what did you think of Inglorious Bastards? I really liked it. Wow. Yes. All right. Yes. Brian, is that what Brian you guess? What did you guys guess? guess? No. Uh, Brian, Brian thought you'd I, like it. I uh, said love it. You said love it? Davis yeah. said like, like it, like it, but like forgiving of it. And I, I went with the, you, you, you weren't going to like it. Hate it. Wow. Yeah, yeah that was a, like our most diverse. Why, why did you think that I would hate it? Um, Honestly, it's because Dave, Davis and I hate, don't like this movie. Um, And this was exciting for me because I got to rewatch it because I saw it, you know, like a couple times years ago. This was my first, like, all right, I'm older. I'm, you know, wiser, maybe. Uh, like, uh, recently saw Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. You have a good comparison. In, in the, yeah, have good comparison in the Tarantino So I'm vibe. assuming which, you really like that which movie. Which Odom and I also saw in yes. between. Well, I, I also thought you might not like it because one of the reasons why I didn't like it in the beginning was I was a big fan of Brothers. Like, it's a... Not meant to be a real it, World War II yeah. movie, and so it's oh, jarring like, how I not definitely World War didn't, II it I is. I wasn't expecting it to be uh, okay. going into it, so I yeah. I see. Even on my rewatch, I was still I still felt like this was a bit of a bait and switch movie for me, and not in the terms of like changing history, but more of a, it's like it's not about the bastards. It's not about mm. it's not about Inglorious Bastards. Brad Pitt's in this movie for fifteen minutes, like. Hmm. They're the best 15 minutes of the movie. They are the best 15 minutes of the movie. That's a good point. Yeah. It is, not, is not really about this is them. Not a movie I actually about want, the have one, always wondered why that was the title, to be honest. Um, I don't... I mean, I good, see why. Uh, They're it's like featured a, it's like in a good it. Title. It's a you good name title. Something. It's sort of a remake of a, of a 70s movie called Inglorious Bastards, so, or an homage to, to that. Um, yeah, it's just... I, I think that was one of my like conclusions after, after it. I'm like... I was more forgiving of it because I I knew that it wasn't what it was advertised to be, what I thought it was going to be. Uh, but all my points, all my criticisms still very much stand. Like, wow. It is a 
up its ass, preachy, like, film school 101 uh, movie where they're just, like, really pushing the power of film and Oh, and yeah. That. I mean, that is that is very over the and top. Just and, like, oh, drawn fil- out. The film actually took down, film the, took Nazis. down the Nazis. Yeah. 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 And there's so many Literally. Of, those, of those points and, and just the diminishing returns on all of the scenes to me. I don't know. How, huh. how did you feel about them? Diminishing returns on well, the well, actually, like the, since you haven't seen it, so, so give us your thoughts. Give us your we, thoughts on it. So that's why we didn't. I mean, um, Davis has similar points, but why didn't? Why did you? I mean, just it? talking about uh, the scenes, I thought you know, Quentin Tarantino is very good at making very uh, captivate, shooting very captivating scenes, building a lot of tension mm-hmm. with that, like in a very long scene that's driven like by all dialogue. Mm-hmm. So like that. The movie opening up on the dairy farm and that that first scene, yeah. I like. I thought that was a great opening to this I, to, I, to this film. I absolutely, a thousand that was, percent agree. That was like what fifteen twenty minute scene. Yeah. Uh, where for the first ten minutes we didn't even know he was hiding anybody in his house. That's not revealed till like no, halfway through. I mean, you can assume. He's freaking you can out. assume, he's but the stuff on it on him. Um, sure, but. I'm, well, let's let's. I mean, we're gonna get into specific scenes. Let's just like generally, generally the that worked for. You, I know that that scene works for everyone. That's like why Christoph Waltz won an Oscar. Yeah. Like, oh, but, I, I, but then you got like I, I'd say he's seller. one of the reasons why he like you got this, like the cellar scene. You got like you got these the cellar scene. You mean the the, the bar? basement scene or whatever? Yeah, you got never fight in a basement. You got you got stuff like that. Like to me, and th- those still hold up for you. Those were still tension filled for you. Yeah, I mean, I knew what the outcome was probably going to be, but okay. the way he designs like those scenes and builds the tension, it it's like it's captivating. Yeah, All right. I felt the same way. I knew that was probably going to end in a shootout. I also knew that first scene was probably going to end with them finding, uh, you know, people that he was hiding, but like he still, still builds those All scenes right. really well. I guess I see I see a drastic. Jump in quality from like chapter one to like chapter three, to me. You mean decreasing ta- quality? Decreasing quality? Yeah. Did I say increase? A jump. Yeah. You just oh, said jump. <laughs> drop, <laughs> drop in quality is what I meant. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, but you know, I mean, this is, this is good. You uh, you liked all the actors in it. I'm guessing. Everyone, oh yeah. Everyone I acted. The, good. the acting was phenomenal. Everyone uh, acted good. Shots were good. Car ran good. Yeah. Did did anybody win like an award for this? Christoph. Okay, so he oh, yeah. won a won an Oscar. Yeah, yeah, and he yeah. definitely deserved it. Yes, right. I think, and it, it's like he got it at the end of chapter one. They didn't even need to submit the rest of the movie. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's he probably was, true. he was gonna win that. He was gonna win that after that scene. <laughs> yeah, like it was great. It was a great start. Um, the well, I'll say just yeah. hop in because I I really didn't like it on my first watch, and I've softened on it only a little bit. I I rewatched it and I was the first scene is awesome. And Brad Pitt is absolutely wonderful, but the tone, the the universe, like the first scene is like real. It feels very like real, not like mm-hmm. a joke, not like mm-hmm. a farce of yeah. World War Two. And Christoph Waltz is amazing, but by the end, his character, what he does in the end, is completely out of character. There's, there's, I have no reason to believe that he would have switched. Like him switching sides to me came out of honestly nowhere, which was like 
weird thing to do. Could really? Been, yeah, I, I disagree could, with I could, that. I could, I, could, I, could agree, I, I could, yeah, I could understand that because we've now time jumped to, what, 1944 and the first scene's 1941. And but he, al- he also but is the- showing. He also in the first scene is talking about how he's like not like most Nazis, and he's expressing like an arrogance, like he's he's above the the Nazi regime and like other generals that are his peers, which is very fitting of the way Nazis thought. Yeah, but it's very clear that like at this point in the war, like the tides are turning, the the Allies are making a lot of headway. He probably sees the the fall of the Nazi regime coming. Uh, the, the movie itself is like a propaganda piece to try and get like the population and the soldiers like yeah. reinvigorated. Uh, yeah, but he does his job the hardest of anybody throughout until the part where he pulls out a bottle of wine and is like, "I'm gonna surrender." Like I, I don't he know. Saw, he saw he saw us out. He, this was probably the only opportunity he'll ever have to not face the tribunal, and he took it. Like I could I could buy that. I I, I guess so. I guess I can get that. Loosely, conceptually, but the Christoph Waltz that I watched did not. It like was a turn. He like murdered the actress because a scene before, yeah, right, right, like which seemed like out of character for him. It seemed like he was so yeah, offended by I, her betraying I, the I, Third Reich that he murdered her. I actually that, have more of an issue with that murder than I do with this turn. That, that fit for that fit for me, like that he was this like buttoned up guy, but then like lost it and killed. It's just then that he's like, so that oh, I'm that out. that's like a. That easier to me, turn to you than that scene to me fits his character, but that shows me that he is like so offended that she would go against the Nazis that he would that instead of like sending her off to something, he had to murder her on the spot. Hmm. I, that, I, that I wasn't a betrayal of him because I mean I guess they said that they kind of know each other, but it was yeah he was betraying the Nazis, so this was him if, fighting if, for his country he, again. If he wanted, if he knew he was going to get out of it, he would have just been like, "Cool, take me I'm to. Gonna, I'm going to help you. How can we facilitate this?" Let's get me out of this. Um, yeah, but I, f- I feel like he had to like keep up appearances to a certain point. He was in a private point. room. Yeah, that, he was that, in a that wasn't room. really keeping up appearances to anybody. He did that solely for himself out of anger. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah, I guess I thought it was less about the, the Nazi, her betraying the Nazi party and, and more of, like, personal betrayal. But it goes back to if he if this was his plan to get out of it, he could have used her. Yeah, keeping her alive would have increased his chances of successfully getting out and made him look better. So, I don't know. There, there's that. That's fair. Uh, uh, yeah. I, just, that's I fair. also, just the circumstances by which, it's already weird that you're going to kill Hitler. Like, that, that's, the, that's, that's the route uh, you're going to take. Odom, did that surprise you? No, not in the least bit. Uh, I mean, yeah, you guessed I, it. I guessed it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know. He likes to revise history in his. This was the first time. This is the first time, and I would argue this, oh, well. this is his most massive revision of history. He gets Hitler into France under the most up its own ass of circumstances for the French <laughs> premiere of a film, not even the the premiere of the, like the film in in Berlin, <laughs> and the person that is in charge for ending the war and killing Hitler is a is like the worst of the German. People, it's like hardly even a victory for other people. Sure, like the the like you have six different people trying to do the same plot in one evening, right? Yeah. But like mm-hmm. they already had to bullshit a reason to get Hitler there, and then it was like ultimately up to a, a Nazi to kill Hitler. Was like, well, this is your revision of history. He kind, of, yeah. I mean, it was, yeah. I guess you could say that like um, her burning 
the the place down was was gonna like kill him anyway. anyway sure, yeah. or the bastards exploding yeah, was gonna the kill them. But there was a lot but of people. The guy who right. was the most Nazi the whole time could have and should have stopped it, and instead didn't. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. and then he died. And that and so there there that is put put the like bomb there under his chair. Well, this is why. So it's like it's. And this is why I wanted you guys to watch uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. in Hollywood. We're going to spoil that, too, but, you know, it's been probably been out for a couple months by the time this goes up. Um, I thought that was the, yeah, sort of the more, I won't say wrong, but the more contrived way to revise, his, revise history, to do the revisionist history. I felt that how they did it in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood was a, a better way, a, like, more natural. What they did basically was they took these two fictional characters that didn't right. exist, which they kind of did in, in this one, just, again, way more ho- hoops to get Hitler over to France, but you got just different people living next door to Sharon Tate, and that how that changes history, because they were... Yeah, know, they went yeah, to so a it's, different it's house. It's a lot more coincidental. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, I don't know, that felt more... It was more coincidental, but it did feel more, like, natural to me. Yeah, it's a movie where... I leave it being like, listen, not not every movie is meant for me, but even examining it from different angles, I don't know what I'm supposed to get out of this film. I don't know what the takeaway that, is. That film, that film, that is, the mo- film I mean, is that the... film is the most powerful. Sure, yeah. but it's like you rewriting history, but really making it down to like one Nazi soldier and like six Americans instead of like the world coming together and ending the war. Like, I don't really know what the message is there. I don't really know like, yeah, what to do with any of the characters or circumstances in in the it end. Was, it but, was really, but it, it really boils down to the power of film. That was the big theme. Right, that's, that's that was, like... That was it. That was the big theme. Because film is what brought Hitler there. Film is what killed all the Nazis. Film is like... Uh, and I was going to get to it when we get to the scene, but like film is what immortalizes people because after everyone... When, every time a character died, that person would be on screen still doing actions, you know, in the, next, oh, yeah. in the very next yeah, scene. that's so true. That, you live on after in history through film. It's like, it's all about the power of film. And that's why I thought it was the most like up its own ass, up its own ass thing. Like, yeah. And, and for me, we it's just it. like then making it about, then setting it, making like they a World War II thing more... that changes and literally just kills Hitler to make that point. It's just, it's just like bonkers to me. I, I don't get it. Whereas like the revisionist history in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is great because it's like, I don't know, Sharon Tate got a really like, bad end yeah and this was like sort of a sweet it's a love letter to hollywood huh, yeah. during like a classic era yeah a more mm-hmm. fitting although i know that propaganda and war films were huge that's that is a that is an important film era to go into but this like fit the vibe of like the 60s there was a there's a lot thematically that like worked and it kind of seems like a sweet little like sorry this happened to you sharon like, it, like i yeah i it love that it, it about like made it personal movie. and you're yeah. like wow this is you feeling really sad about somebody and trying to immortalize her instead of i don't know what fucking cluster yeah. fuck of a of a movie this is <laughs> i do need to, i do have a redaction because i did i did get things wrong it wasn't apple pie and ice cream it was strudel and it was strudel yes but yeah. that cream looks like melted ice cream yeah and it still bothers me that he so just like good. took a bite and then put a cigarette put he, wasted, he wasted a cigarette and a strudel with cream like, yeah. he took one bite and one puff and put it out. And maybe that's supposed to tell you something about his character, but the way he fucking relishes milk in an almost Yeah, I actually thought that way. was out of character. Yeah. I, I, just, I like, thought that yeah. was out of character. 
But yeah. boy, I'm telling you, the, the milk, I really wanted a glass of milk and I really wanted a strudel. With <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that food. Anyways, but well, let's let's go into it. I think we can jump right, into yeah, the, plot let's do it. the plot now. Because we start, we get to start on a high note. Chapter one. Anyone remember what chapter one is called? Once upon a time in Nazi-occupied France. Really? Bam. Oh, yeah. Bam. Okay. This I saw this, and I'm like, shit, I did not oh, predict wow. that that Sharon Tate was going to live. Like, after, after, after this, that? I'm like, it's the mm. hugest clue, and I felt yeah. it made me feel dumb. But I was like, god damn. Yeah. All right. All right. Clever. Cute. It was good. Uh, I just, uh, yeah, I like, I, I, like, I, all caps, like, oh, shit. In watching Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, I was prepared to watch, like, every moment of their murders. Yeah. Like, yeah, I figured it was going to be. And was dreading that. And, uh, they super built that up so well. I know. And I'm glad that's not what happened. I think, I think it was a way better way to go with it and end it. And I think it, like, takes away from what uh, the Manson family did. Did and right, bring, and yeah, and that was another brings goal. it That's back they, like, for Sharon barely Tate showed, in Hollywood. Yeah, That's they show they, like, him in one, show him. they once, yeah, because uh, they want to diminish one shot. his like yeah. point. Which, like, victory. I feel like in some ways the the trailer like takes away from that a bit. Like, I feel like they showed both shots. Like, they showed they as did. much of Charles Manson as they yeah, could. Yeah, but you don't know that, and it and it sets a weird thing. But we're not talking about that movie right now. We yeah, gotta, we got to get through. <laughs> there will be comparisons. This is this is fine. But yeah, let's get. We start. Uh, on a milk farm in uh, rural uh, rural France, and uh, the uh, father, uh, I lost his name. The father is <laughs> <laughs> Perrier. Perrier, because I was like, oh, he's like the drink. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Perrier, he's uh, he's out he's out working. He sees convoy of. He's just smacking a stump of wood. Yeah, with, a, with, with a, an axe. As yeah. a person that that's working. I, yeah, I've chopped a lot of wood in, in my day. Yeah, believe, have, believe it or not. Really? I don't house. believe that. <laughs> Chop wood. Yeah. yeah. That man was just hitting a, a stump repeatedly with an axe. <laughs> it was a big stump. What was Took a lot first? of swings. Okay. Maybe it was his workout because then he, like, watered off. Yeah, maybe he likes to work out like Rocky. Sure. Yeah. And he, Rocky and he, Who are you to question it? <laughs> and, uh, you know, uh, he, he sees them, tells the kids to go inside. He starts. He's a caravan of Nazis. Yes, a yeah. caravan of Nazis. He, they're going in. He starts uh, splashing his face with water, getting ready to basically meet up with them. So we were like, "Oh, well, something's something's Thumbs not up. right here," because mm-hmm. he's like very worried. Um, and you know, they come in, and we meet uh, we meet Hans. Uh, Hans Land Landa Landa whatever his name is. I yeah. wrote Christoph Waltz every time. <laughs> <laughs> we meet Christoph That's fine. Waltz. That's how we've been referring <laughs> to him as well. Right. Uh, and he comes in, and he starts. Uh, you know, sort of charming his way through the family. He's yeah. just mm-hmm. the most charming Nazi, Nazi ever. I, guess. I don't know. I don't know <laughs> if that's that true. I, know. <laughs> I guess in movies he's yeah. the most charming Nazi. He's Christoph Waltz, so he's always overly charming, even when he's a very bad person. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And he, he charms his way through the family, talks with the father alone, and he starts, you know, talking about... The, his neighbors, and it's this slow. It's a slow build. He gets uh, some fun details. He puts the hat that makes the skull always facing the father to show he's you know sort of he's marked him. Um, hmm. I don't know. I I thought that was fun. Yeah, that was there's, fun. Yeah. there's so cool many details, little details because 
Because, yeah, this scene is like 10 minutes long, and it's of them talking and him slowly basically getting a confession out of this yeah. guy. Yeah, yep. yeah. And it's so... And he does it so artfully. And, like, and he does it so well, and it starts with just asking general information and then, you know, taking a big swig of delicious, delicious milk and, and you know, being very friendly. You think he's he's going to get away with it, and... Mm-hmm. <laughs> And uh, except he's like slowly presenting all the information right. why it's so obvious that they're there. Yes, he yeah. is. Yes, and and he draws like the analogy to rats and that you that know was, they're hiding. Yeah, yeah, that was just like insanely racist. But like, man, that was a very. But that's a, that's something you would expect a Nazi yeah. to say. It's like that was so eloquently put, you racist. Yeah. That was <laughs> so like, eloquently racist. Yeah. <laughs> Um, that was some racist poetry. That was some <laughs> racist poetry right there. Um, and oh, uh, oh, and he mentions you know he he might heard he might have heard some rumors, and it's like ah, I love rumors. Facts can be misleading, but rumors, true or not, are revealing. I'm like ah, oh, that's a that's a good one. We got quotes in here. We got great cinematography. This is all a great yeah, scene. Yeah, you love the first mm-hmm. 10, 15 I minutes of this movie. I love the first 15 minutes of this movie. I would say I love the first half hour of this movie because chapter two is great as well. Tarantino is like the master of making a space, like using a whole space. Like, yeah. And, oh, yeah. and a time. Like in Once Upon a Time or these movies, you like are in a room from an era and all the items that would be used in the era are used. They're yeah. like, yeah. That, like mm-hmm. Opening up these cool leather booklets, they're drinking milk. He's he's, he's stuffing his pipe. His pipe. He pulls out his massive pipe. Oh, he's like massive His compensating pipe. Yeah, yeah. Just all like uh, there. It's like scenery chewing, but it's like good. I don't know. Like it, it works. And then he he just brings it down and and he says that he knows. And we get that that slow that crane down to the shot, shot of the floor of the under the floorboards, and they're all really they're all cool under there. Shot. Yeah. Hiding and we and we fi- now that we know we finally know that this is gonna you know this is gonna end bad. And he gets it out of him. He basically gets a confession out of him by just like a furring of his eyebrows. And, well, well, and, and basically and giving him a deal. Yeah, and, well, and, and he's deal. genius because he he switches, he switches to, to English. English yeah. And you're like that's weird, but then you're like it's like because he knows oh, they don't know they English. Understand. And yeah. yeah, he's just like clearly completely dominant in the situation and gets him. And he gets him. He gets the confession out of him. He gets even though he gives him like whole... little hints that like he's made the the father that he might have so a little bit of control still over the situation. Yep. Even though yep. he has absolutely no, none. he has <laughs> none. He, he he was in total control the whole time. Best bad guy moment. He finally gives you know confesses where they are, and he you know points them out, and we get the Nazis come in. But, oh man! But one escapes. One escapes. But one, little, one girl escapes. You think he's gonna take her down? And yeah, why doesn't why doesn't he shoot? Out of his own we... arrogance, maybe. I mean, I, I he, thought it was out of his own arrogance. Is he how I he is that. infamous. He has a nickname, and so it is a little bit weird that he he lets her go. But you know how as we often talk about movies have to happen. I so I mean, I, so <laughs> she has to live it goes yeah. to... so that later things can. Occur. Well, she she well, could have no. run for the tree line, and that oh, would have made I, more I thought, sense. I thought it did go to. He's called. You know, the Jew hunter, and he's like, it's almost like he does it for the sport. Yeah, so, like it's too so easy. So it was almost. in his arrogance that he let one go. So, yeah, I thought that the hunt, 
Letting them go is not like go get. Yeah, look, cool. You flushed them out. If we're gonna continue this weird mm. analogy, mm-hmm. cool. And then he's like, nope, nah. nope, nah. You will be well. Actually, you won't be the death of me, but you will be involved in this movie later. Put that away. <laughs> somehow you will inherit a like a farm girl will somehow inherit a whole nice film studio, and yep. that and be, he <laughs> won't figure it out. But that will be in a future chapter. Well, he never, well, he never got a good look at her. Yeah, he just saw her from behind. Yeah. Oh, yeah, oh, he really wait, wait. Away. He wasn't. That wasn't a daughter. She ran out and ran away. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, you mean at the beginning? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah he yeah, didn't yeah. know who she was. He, he, he didn't see her face. Okay? Right. Yeah. So, but that that sums up chapter one, and we will get to chapter two after this break. And we are back for chapter two. Chapter two of chapter Inglorious two. Bastards, What's titled chat? Yeah, Inglorious Bastards. They said the name. They wrote the name of the movie and a title card. It's almost like I, I kind of wonder if he did want to call it like "Once Upon a Time in Nazi Occupied France" to keep his little thing going. Maybe they're like, I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's fun. Uh, yeah, Inglorious yeah. Bastards. Inglorious Bastards, and we meet Brad Pitt, Aldo <laughs> the Apache, Aldo <laughs> the uh, Brad Pitt. God, yeah, what a, what a fantastic. This is a. I love him. I, so do I. It, and Brad Pitt almost always plays Brad Pitt in a movie. Yes. This is like the this least him not playing Brad, Brad Pitt, Pitt he's yes. probably ever been. Mm. Yep. Yep. He's and he did a great job. Montana. And he nailed it. We're yeah, in the Mount- business of killing Nazis. <laughs> and, and business, business is a boom. I'm just like, <laughs> this, is he, where, this is where they cut all the trailers from this scene. Like, and it's a uh, great. This and like the two other scenes. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Um. And this is this is his big, basically his big scene, you know, in the movie. Uh, other, you know, no, 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 no. The ending. This is, I think, his other one where he's like beating them. Yeah, that's this true. is just where he assembles them. Yeah, right? this is where oh, he assembles true. them. Yeah. This is before they go in. Uh, this is before they go into. Right, uh, they're still in the U.S. Or France. Or so he's just given, given every, the sort of rules of it. You know, hundred. Hundred scalps. Kill. All they want. All they're going in. They're going in to kill Nazis. Yeah. Everyone owes a hundred Nazi scalps. We're setting up the rules. He's great. He's charismatic. We got a good team going. The team is all Jewish American soldiers yep. besides himself and a couple of Germans they pick up later on. I yeah, think. but those are later. Yeah. They weren't in the beginning. Right. Yeah. yeah. They're yeah. important. But their but goal later. is to just go. But then we they go in. some friggin' mayhem. <laughs> yeah. They go in and we hard cut to Hitler in uh, in his war room and. Definitely time jumped a fair amount of time. Oh, they they time jump a lot in this. Yeah, I'm not because it's four. It's four years by the time we see Mimu. The right. It's four years later when we see when we see her. So we gotta assume a couple years because he's angry, as as Hitler is, generally angry. But no, he's specifically angry about the bastards because they're going around killing all of his his men. It was like very reminiscent of I know this came out after, but like Red Skull. When he was like, couldn't figure out how to capture Captain America. He's like, ah, we are losing! <laughs> um, but so, you know, the, the last last survivor of one of the people came in. We get to now see, because now we've heard about their exploits, so now we get right. to see a bit of their a bit of their exploits. Oh, man. And the and souls. What, they, they always leave a soul? Uh, they don't always leave a soul survivor, but this this time they had. But they every had time a they do, that they... comes at the end. Oh, okay. That comes yeah, at the he's end. Setting it up. We got a whole scene to go through. Continue. Um, 
So they, uh, yeah, so the survivor starts telling a story. It was one of three survivors left. And here we start seeing, uh, we introduce a few of the bastards. We This is where we find Hugo. Hugo was a... Uh, Does it intercut here? Yes. Yeah. yeah this so then we get, we get our flashback within a flashback narrated by Sam Jackson. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which, very tarantino uh, Very tarantino mm-hmm. yeah. And we get, uh, we get Hugo. You know, he's he was the guy that was German German born. He started killing Nazis. He, they he was a him. German officer, but then started killing German officers. Yeah, is that so, yeah? He started killing German officers. Um, so, but he was gonna you know get taken back to Berlin well, to yeah, be made they, an example of. Yeah, like instead of killing him, they left him alive to be flipped in because movies. No, he was they was gonna be made an example of back okay. in Berlin, basically a public. Flogging or whatever, you know. Probably, probably a little worse. Public than that. execution. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Public <Flogging. laughs> Make sure that this doesn't happen again. But we get to see. Now we really get to see the bastards in action because they just blow up pretty much everyone there in like a second. Just mm-hmm. rip through them with their guns, and uh, we get a, and he joins the team. Cut back. Now we're back, and we get to see the uh, the bear Jew, Eli Roth. Eli Roth. Eli Roth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Director, actor Eli Roth. Mm-hmm. He comes out with his with he's his swinging, baseball he's bat. hitting the the wall, of the cave with his or the yep. tunnel with his bat. This was a great tension builder. I, I like oh, yeah. the character. I, it was yeah. a great interesting. The character is great building of tension because you know he's like there was it was a great subversion here because we had the officer that was too proud to to die or whatever or too too, too, prou- proud, to too proud to give up information. To give up information. Give up He's going to die for his country, and, you know, when they do that, it's usually, like, an, a big execution or whatever. But then he comes out oh my God. super, you know, super just banging, banging yeah, the side. menacing. Super menacing. And then that first hit doesn't take Ooh, him down. Uh, it's hard, but it doesn't yeah. take him down. And we see him like a little bitch, like, getting wailed on over and over again as... Eli Roth finally speaks. Him. Finally speaks, and he's like full Brooklyn hat. This is yeah, yeah. That's, <laughs> it's such a great undercutting of the moment to just show how like shitty the the villains are. That I'm like this. This is a very good scene as well. Well, and not not just how shitty the villains are. It's just they they've and you know the whole thing is their they, they make yeah. them. They do this a lot in this movie. They make the person tell the other person what the legend is. So they're like, yeah. do you know what the bear Jew is? Yeah. What does he do? Like, yeah. they make them do that, <laughs> and the whole time he's still hitting the bat. And then when he just comes out, and he's like, what's up? I'm from Jersey. I'm going to, like, yeah. talk too much. Yeah. I'm actually not that cool when you when I keep talking. You're like, all right. Okay. All right. This is fine. Yeah. This is funny. It's great. It's you kind of suck, but you're kind of cool. Yeah. It's a great subversion of expectations there. And it really works. I think it, you know, shows, yeah, sort of their legends are built up and also, you know, get to really – these guys don't get to die with dignity. Fuck Nazis. Right. Yeah. 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 It's, and, a, it's uh, a really unceremonious end. And right. Just so a proud. brutal beating of yeah, a yeah. Nazi officer. Oh, dude. Baseball bat. <laughs> yeah. Next guy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the Next last guy just tries to jump up just, and run here. He gets shot immediately. <laughs> immediately. And finally, the last one finally talks. That's the dude yeah. from yeah. Freaks and Geeks. Yeah. He just shoots him, which I think they're even like, hey, no, no, no. That's not, you don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he gets to hit him with a bat. Because yeah. they're even like, when he's like, I want to tell him, he's like, Brad Pitt just being the best. He's like, Actually, we're kind of happy you didn't because this is the closest thing we have to entertainment. So, all right, <laughs> let's do it, baby. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, it's so. Oh, the so scalping good. is too graphic. Ugh. Oh, yeah, they scalp. Yeah, yeah you see we it. see all they, that. They show it. They, they show a lot show it several of scalping. times. Ah, gross. Not, not well, so that, that happens to the one survivor. He gives up information. 
He does um, a good scout. He gets something else. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he gets There's, something else. Yeah, that's two different things. Yep. Uh, because you know, he obviously betrayed his betrayed his party, and you know, Brad Pitt's saying that at some point he's going to take off his Nazi uniform, but uh, he needs. You know, he doesn't like that, and he wants... Everybody should know, everybody what, should he know did. what he did. Yeah, and he should wear that label. So he gets a swastika in the forehead. Yep. Very good. Which they reveal, because he's been talking to the soldier, and his hat was on low, and then he yeah. lifts up his hat to reveal... <gasps> swastika. Oh. Survivors get the swastika. Mm-hmm. Bam. The bastards. Very cool intro. Yeah. Which, yeah. Uh, just something I'm thinking about. It's... I get why Brad Pitt wants him to have a swastika, but if the Nazis had won, that actually would have made them like celebrities. <laughs> Do you think about that? Uh, on the flip side, if the Germans had won, the people that were like marked with the swastikas on their forehead were, would probably have been celebrities. Obviously, in the moment when you get your head carved, you're not thinking about that. I just had that thought right now. I'm that just thinking a, about it. That is a <laughs> weird thought. That is like, yeah. That is like some man in high castle stuff right there. Yeah, I don't know. It would have been like a, a badge of honor, I guess. I don't know. Do they ever talk about also uh, no, Brad Pitt? Brad Pitt has like yeah, he has that mark right. on his like. They never Did talk, they talk about, about that. Nope. Yeah. No, they never address I, it. No, nope. it's part of his seems history. Like a lot you of makeup for something he's, that's he's not addressed. He's seen some he's, shit. Yeah. Anyway, scene three. Chapter, chapter three. Chapter three. Whatever. Chapter three. Or like scene ten. Well, they also jumped around a bunch in the last one too. Oh, actually, was it called? Although chapter one was scene one. Yeah. Well, chapter three. Uh, we now time jump to June 1944. We open on a uh, on a movie theater. Little mm, little change little, of pace. Little French maybe where this theater. The, whole, the rest of this movie is going to be. It's fine. Um, and uh, this oh, I didn't write. What was the daughter's name? Anyone remember her Mimu- name? Madame Mimu- Mimu- or something like that. I don't know. Let's we'll just, just call her a theater lady. <laughs> There's so many. There's so many there's names. There's a lot of names, and I yeah. only knew Aldo the Apache because I'm like, that's a great name. Whitest motherfucker. <laughs> He's like, like, I'm descended from the, the, you know, I've got some part out. It's just the, you know his whole thing. And then he wanted to scout people. I was like, okay. All right. Well, so we'll, just her, uh, you know, we'll just call her the girl who survived, who escaped, and who now uh, owns a theater for some apparent reason. This is a long name. This is a long way. Too long of a name. Anyway. She uh she survived and now she owns a movie theater. She inherited it from her aunt because that tracks. Because her uncle died. I I Why they not? don't explain. I'm like yeah. I don't want to look into how that goes. They didn't explain goes, it. But, I don't know. You just uh-huh. kind of accept it. But I thought that was gonna get her caught at some point. But I guess it was enough of an alibi. Nope. Just a horny <laughs> just a horny German soldier almost got her caught. Yep. Um. Um. So yeah. Um. We see this. A young, attractive uh, captain starts talking to her and starts talking to her about the films of uh, of Reifenstahl, uh, big you know, big German director, big friend of Disney. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah, that's, that, where, that's that where a lot of the, the rumor. That's where a lot of the rumors come from. Ah, but okay. yeah. <laughs> um. So you know they're going back and forth about uh, Reifenstahl and Pop Pabst Pabst. <laughs> Just showing that they both have a love for for cinema. 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 Yeah. We're getting the, the actor is Daniel Bruhl, by the way. Oh, okay. the, he was uh, in Civil War as uh, what's his face? Oh yeah, Zemo. Zemo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, her name is Shosana. Shosana. That's gonna be a tongue twister. Her well, her name is uh, Emmanuel. Mimi. 
Yeah. I so said Mew. Yeah, Mew. Yeah. Yeah, Mew. All right. right. Mew Mew. All right. Mew Mew. Mew Mew. Mew Mew. So Mew Mew, that's her, that's her name now. Uh, she meets uh, Frederick. That's the famous the famous captain. She didn't know she didn't know he's famous yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, she finds out sort of at the end of it that yeah, once they're done talking about film that he's now he's he was a uh, he didn't, sorry. Next scene. It's no, a, it's the next it's scene in the cafe. cafe. In the cafe. The cafe. Yeah. My yeah. bad. I'm sorry. Next scene, they continue their conversation. She's, he's, she's pi- just, he's pining after her. She's, she's really just changing not out, him. She's changing yeah. out the marquee. Yeah. And then after like a little bit, she just packs up and walks away because she doesn't want to talk to this a-hole anymore. And he's yeah. like, well, he's like, I'll finish it later. Bye. Yeah, she's not yeah. A, apparently not a fan of Nazis. <laughs> yeah. I know. Who knew? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Either way. Yeah. Not a fan. Not a fan. Um, so next day, he's still pining after her, and this is where we find out that he's Yeah, this guy very, just does not give up. She's, he's she's very, just kicking it at a cafe. Yeah, she's enjoying friend, a cigarette yeah. and a wine yeah. and reading as, a book. As French people do. I know. Yeah. I was like, this is so French. Yeah. <laughs> it, it seems. Where's the baguette out of the bag? And he just, like, <laughs> is going through the window and is like, hi. Hey, remember me? Hey, what you doing? Come not, in and interrupt not your... Not creepy uh, at all. He's, he's like the... The Nazi from uh, Sound of Music, the one that was like dating. It's like that kind of thing where oh. it's like friendly, but you're still a Nazi. I mean, he's, he's gonna, friendly and you're he, not going to, this isn't going to end well for you. And he abuses his like weird Nazi privilege where it's like, we own your country and you can't really do anything. And I'm also a yeah. hero. And yeah, yeah you as, have to put up with me. And yeah. then like, what's his face in the movie? Like as soon as it gets bad, you see his real character come yeah, out. Then yeah, then you see. He takes a turn really quick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's in the he's in the cafe and people keep coming up and taking pictures with him and doing other weird shit and she's yep. like, "What's going what? on? Who are All you? All right, who are you?" Mm-hmm. Uh, is he based off of a real person or this feels like a? I don't, I don't think uh, so. He's just a dude that was like in a bell tower. A I net, think this a, was in was it in Italy? Right? Yeah, uh, it's not. He's definitely not. It's like reminiscent of the yeah. dude in the same part of Ryan that like you know kills Vin Diesel. Just like it's like a sniper with a yeah. f ton of ammo. He killed two hundred fifty people. Yeah, Over I am. I am curious period. if yeah. if there were movies of war heroes that like where they were cast in the movies though. Is that a thing? That I'm not I sure, sure that, yeah. but propaganda films were popular. Yeah, they were I really think, important. Like um, Enemy at the like, Gates with their Russian, but that deals with like don't they make a f- because he's he's another famous sniper who has a similar awesome moment, and I, I'm yeah. pretty sure they, they either Do write they about him or make, make a, movie a movie about him. I, I can't remember. I don't think that they. I don't think. I definitely don't think that they star in their own. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that's a thing. Right. It's like they, this they, Captain America and Captain America too. He stars. Oh, I guess he was a propaganda piece. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. But you're not going to take one of your best guys off of the front lines. Yeah. And throw him in a movie, are you? Mm-hmm. Well, doesn't seem to make actually, a lot of sense. Actually. If they're like, listen, the power of propaganda is more important than one guy killing a bunch of soldiers. So they like, yeah, fluff take, up exactly. Like, they take if, if that person dies, it's sad. So you're like, okay, here's what we do: we make just, him a celebrity. Yeah, yeah. Same thing with like Cap when like the program didn't work out. They were like, instead of putting him on the front lines, let's have him sell bonds. Let's <laughs> yeah. have him sell war bonds. <laughs> so I, I get, I get it. And the it's a recurring theme for propaganda and soldiers in World War II, based on the like five movies I've seen. Great. It tracks. It tracks. Tracks. It, this right. does track. I mean, this does track. It is where we sort of get our turn, where this is like, all right, this movie is no longer about, you know. The bastards. Uh, the bastards, the bastards yeah. or, or killing Nazis. I mean, it is about killing Nazis, but, like, in a different way, in a less less brutal way, more 
intelligent way because now it's all about film and we're going to talk about the power of film. Obviously now yeah. we're seeing the first power of film, propaganda. Mm-hmm. Propaganda is really important. Everybody's so mm-hmm. crazy when they see this guy. Yeah. Like he is a celebrity. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, and then she, because this, this all kind of bleeds together. She leaves right in the middle of this and then goes back to putting the marquee up. Yeah, but then she gets taken to the restaurant. <laughs> yeah, like right. a Gestapo yeah. guy or whatever. Yeah. Like comes up and is like, get in the goddamn car. Yeah. Yeah, which was, yeah. He's using his influence. Power, yeah. yeah. I would believe that that, that, that guy is another just Nazi-ass Nazi. He's just as Nazi as Just a bunch of Nazi-ass Nazi. He's just being a Nazi. Yeah. Um, so now we see... Um, like some of the German affluence. Yeah. Is this guy a real? Go- no, uh, I don't know. Maybe in the, in the context of the movie, he's the head of propaganda. Yes, yeah. and in this this they say he's like Hitler's right hand man, which is not because Himmler historically was like was his right hand man. Yeah, like so I didn't know if this guy was completely made up or if he is like a like a facsimile for somebody else or what his what his yeah. deal is. But he in in the context of this universe he's the second most Im- evil well not evil but most important person right. in yeah. the third reich because he makes the movies the propaganda yeah, movies right. and here we're doing here we're and doing they a said lot he was... here we're doing a lot of setup yeah but yeah we have dr gobels uh, gobels and uh, right. his his interpreter who we get a family guy cutaway of her just getting what fucked yeah what was like the point of yeah. that just cause you get right. nothing more out of her character no nope. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Cool. Just, just getting All fucked. Right. All right. Back to the story. Like it was honestly just on the screen for a second. No, I really didn't know what to make of that. Like, well, because like, no, I, th- I think it was like, fine. Nazis like, are bad. I, yes. I'm his translator, and then it cuts to that, and you're like, okay, okay I get cool. it. You're like okay. a Nazi sympathizer, but you don't enjoy the sex. Whatever. I'm supposed to take away from that. Great. And so here we get mm-hmm. we got a lot of wheels turning that take half an hour to get here <laughs> because we have. You know, he's obviously still trying to impress her, so he has the idea of making uh, the premiere, the of premiere at, her at her theater. theater. Whoa. Yeah, that'll All impress right. her. Yeah. All right. It's a way smaller theater. It's got, like, it's more less than half yeah, the capacity. He sells Only it has two theater boxes, but he sells it sell like, it. Uh, but that's because you want, instead of trying to fill the house, you want people to fight over it. Like, and it'll be the event of a thing. Yeah, and it's exclusive. Yeah, the guy knows how to market. Yeah. And we just got through that scene in 30 seconds. It takes so long. I think partially but, partially because I don't think it was necessary. I know they, they, they did the German to French translation. Yeah, but here's, here's the thing. Like that these these scenes exist in all of his movies, and a lot of the times I like them. Like, you're, you're just learning. Why do you think this one fell flat? Because this one... This this scene didn't really like there's fall not, flat for me. It's, there, yeah, it's the there's not a lot of tension. Yeah, it's so in this one. I mean, there's tension because there's tons of tension in this scene because she just got. We know who she is. She got picked up by the by, by the SS, and then she's in here. Yeah. And she's okay, but then Landa comes in in the end, and now it's well, it's yeah, super yeah, sure, that's, sure, that's sure. That part, right. that, that, I'm, yeah, I'm talking was, before I'm that. Of, I'm talking before, before that. that. Yeah. This scene is more just like we're gonna tell you about the the way the German film industry works. Like, this is right. all, this is all, I feel like it's just backstory. This We're happens in, once upon a time, yeah. we learn a lot about history, like, when he's sitting with uh, Schwarz, like, what is it, Al Pacino, in, yeah. you know, you just, like, they just mm. talk, tell you about, the heavy and about, about 
Yeah. You learn right. things that the characters already know, like would know, but we need to we learn know, as the audience. Yeah. So I don't. Okay. I'm not angry at this scene. And they're like all eating food, so I kind of like it anyways. And you know, it leads to Shrudel. So there's that. It does lead to Shrudel. I I don't I don't like I don't dislike this scene. I like the first scene. I like the second scene. I even like this scene. I don't think that the first scene and many of the other scenes by by the time Go we together. get to the tavern and beyond, this becomes like a, a it really becomes like a comedy of itself. Yep. Like when you have the very American dudes being Italians, like. This part it's fine for. I'm fine with this part. Like, this we're is still, okay. We're still yeah, in yeah. the setup. This, we're this still is in fine. the setup. Yeah, you we're just, still world building. Yeah, they, mm-hmm. they just take a long time, but it's because, you know, I, I also... And we actually, and we do get, I mean, I did think that that was a very, like, tense moment when he shows up. I, yeah. I had forgotten. I know she makes it till the end relatively. <laughs> but you it was forgot still, he came in there. It was still early. a surprising, yeah, it was a surprising yeah. moment. Yeah. because I, I was taken by surprise. I never thought that he was going to recognize her. Yeah. I, I was like, I don't see why he would. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know but how you never know. that would, why that would play out here in this scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah. It, he shows thing. up and he's like, I got to talk to her alone. And then Daniel Brule's like, uh, sorry, but based on your reputation, is this a, is a bad talk? And he's like, no, she runs the place. I'm the security. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> this tr- this my job sense. is normally to hunt people, but for today, I'm just going to be a security guard. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, head of head of security. Yeah, dude. He he. he really no wonder. It. No wonder why he jumped ship. That is the worst security for the fucking Führer. There's two guards outside the opera box. They <laughs> nonsense occurs all throughout the tiny theater. Sorry, these are just like also why I'm like this movie doesn't. Oh, they like had no bomb-sniffing dogs. To, they get, didn't to, have, to uh... get to the end they want is so fucked. It doesn't happen, doesn't occur naturally at all. At least in, uh, like, Once Upon a... Because it's the one we're going to go to. Or or all the other movies that he does, the universe feels cohesive to me. The logic of it, it's either farcical or real. Oh, this like, kind of dabbles in both. This, yeah, so that's, that's not a problem. Like, I don't know. I feel like hmm. uh, Reservoir Dogs is, like, a pretty straightforward... Even, even Pulp Fiction has some crazy moments where he's talking about the watch and the ass and, like... They're in like a gimp place, but it like kind of fits the darkness. Yeah. Here it's like serious, very dramatic Nazis hunting Jews, and then it becomes like sort of a serious commentary on propaganda and war, or not even commentary, just just a cool look into it. And then you have dabbles of the bastards who just don't fit the fucking to me. The they're just wacko nutsos. If the movie was all that, that'd be hilarious. But it's right. not. It dips no. back into this realness. No, we have this girl now that. It, it, Four years later, she owns this thing, and now she's back here. And then it dips back into the bastards in the tavern, and that becomes its own fucking thing. And then, man, it's just a joke, and everyone dies. Hitler's body falls apart like a bad effect from the 70s, like a fucking trauma film. I don't know. Like, what is this movie? It's nonsense. Nothing really tracks, and it's illogical. Sorry. I forgot the point I was on. I just got angry. I think you just <laughs> went through the rest of the movie. All right, cool. Well, that was did. the episode. No, no but, sorry, but I'm like, I, re- I like... No, no. I, didn't really. Ha- I don't really have a problem with with that. I don't. It like that's kind of what I expect from Tarantino. Like sort of the theatrics and but the, it, the but like. But it does track in in the other movies because they're con- because I feel that to me that they're consistent. Like the like, like like Kill Bill is bonkers, but it's consistent in its inconsistency. Right. It jumps between like anime and samurai and western, but it's all under like a kind of similar guys whereas and and again like from the get-go uh the characters in once upon a time in in uh hollywood they're all kind of silly everyone's like a super caricature 
Whereas, yeah, here there's parts where they're very serious. Like, Daniel mm-hmm. Bruhl's character is not a joke. He Everything he says, his reaction to watching war films, that's not like a joke. The guy that runs the propaganda is like, you know, he's a bit heady about films because that's how film people are. They're always a little yeah. bit up their own ass about it. Like, uh, until he's got moments of kind of like being silly, uh, Hans. Yeah. But it's serious until... Till he's like, oh, okay, now I, I surrender. Get, I okay, like now, oh, here's some wine. Now I'm this, and you're like, oh my god. All right, okay. I don't know. I see. I see. I see your points. Uh, I just think with Odom and I, it doesn't it's bother so us as you. much because, like, I still think the acting is is really good. The characters are good. The cinematography is awesome. Yeah. I like the individual scenes, like in and of themselves. Uh, but I understand your criticism that it's like not all super cohesive, and I did feel that, and and wanted wanted more of a clear arc from any of the characters' storylines to be the focus. But um, I, I guess the the I I thought the overall movie was still so in, impressive on several levels that it didn't bother me as much okay and i can understand his need to go into more realism just because of the subject matter and like the you know it's, it's world war ii and you're dealing with nazis uh but i i don't know it didn't feel like going from like the realism to sort of like the campiness i, I don't it didn't really feel dis, disjointed to me like it didn't bother me that much it's like Brian okay. was talking about yeah i mean look it didn't bother a lot of people because it was very successful and people love it. So yeah, I don't know. I, I guess I have like more than points just the in movies. And it's it's yeah. also just yeah, the lack of I, logic. I, I do feel like because I like movies that jump around in tone a little bit. Like yeah, it's, it's Kong, the Kong Skull Island is actually like a great example yeah. of that movie. Is Sorry, like which so one? Movie? Kong Skull Island is oh. it's actually so much better of a movie than it like really is. If that makes any sense. And they kind of like jump around between like some serious parts, and then you have uh, what's his face from Step Brothers in there. John C. Riley is so like, good in that. Add some levity, <laughs> but like it it changes tones a lot to uh, keep it fresh and keep it fun. But it like nothing feels out of the universe because it's a universe mm. of giant mm-hmm. crazy creatures and mm-hmm. weird people. Whereas like, and maybe I'm overly harsh on it because because you chose to make it World War II, which is a pretty could say a pretty crucial event for the world uh and it's still like is basically cha- you know set the landscape for the modern world we have now and you're gonna change you're gonna like change history by having hitler die it's just it's it's weird to have it so sometimes serious and straightforward and then sometimes so bonkers and then especially mm. we, i'm not gonna say that we're amazing sketch makers and i and i know that sometimes you have a good premise and sometimes it's hard to end a movie nicely, and I feel like he didn't know how to end this movie because a lot of things line up around this one event, this premiere, but they don't like we've talked about. They don't. It really, feels disjointed. They don't. Yeah, like the Mimu stuff doesn't match up with the bastard stuff, which only right. matches up with what's his face's stuff because he wants to jump sides. And a lot of times when he doesn't know what to do, he just has shootouts where everybody dies, and this happens yep. like. Eight times, there's just, everybody just, it happens in like, also, well, some of his other movies too, where you're like, oh, how do we end it? Ah, shoot them. They just shoot each other a million times and they're dead. So, don't <laughs> worry, their plot line is over. And uh, we're in the tavern and 
everyone's dead. Everyone shoots out. They're all dead. And then, like, this movie has all of those things. So in the end, yeah. It's just like, tonal shift, changing history, doesn't make any sense, and it's just all over the place. Oh, now that all I think we're, we're getting we're getting to the point where no, but, but uh, it starts all, losing Show and Davis. No, but I, this is the point. I think now that yeah. all the setup, now all the setups happened basically. You know yeah. all the characters and the stakes. Yeah, correct. So yeah. now we get into Operation Kino because now everything's set up. You know, they know that Hitler, Hitler's going to be there, and we get our cameo scene. We get uh, Mike Myers. Oh, no, Mike Myers and, and Myers. Michael Fassbender. Michael, yeah, Fassbender and I Rod forgot Taylor that they were in this. Fassbender yeah. was did a great job. Really good. Yeah. Yeah. I would like him. I would love him as a Bond. He, this was his like Bond audition for me. Yeah, it was really good. Um, but we, we get this scene. Mike Myers sort of explains he gets to be Basil Exposition uh, yeah. in this one, and it sort of explains the plan. Now, now, so we got Mamie um, trying to kill Hitler. We got. But again, the the plan is. It does nothing to do with Mimu. No, 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 no. They don't know about the plan. They just now know that Hitler's going. Hitler's going over there. Yeah, yeah. And there's now now they know there's a something bond. Wait, does bond she even Bismarck know that Hitler's going to be there at this point? Uh, I don't think she does. Does no. she know who's going to be there? Uh, no, Hitler's going to be at the screening. She might not. It's. I think when she finds out, I forget. Something happens where that's when she decides to burn it all down. I think it. Might I think be, it was that no, scene. I, I think it was after they decided to. Uh, hold the screening at her theater. She yeah. already decided no, it, she was going to... She finds like, out in that scene because she goes back to the theater and then convinces her, her, her love interest. Projectionist. Oh, that was, yeah, after they like... That's what like, oh, it's quaint. It's got a church-like quality to it. That's after they like do the... And, and then, the oh, and yeah. this also sets up because, you know, they can't have her love... In, they can't have her lover be the... Uh, yeah, he's a black Frenchman and they so, can't have know, him... Racism. Be there because racism. Yeah. Um, so she has to run the projection. Right. The projector. Yeah. And... Uh, so we're all we're setting the stage for for the final act for her the literal stage yeah but now this so we go over we got Mike Myers we got Screen. yeah it's a theater Rod Taylor he was a big character he was a big actor he was playing Churchill um, and of course Fassbender is a film critic because yeah. we're he, he, he's going. a badass spy soldier that's who's also, also a, film, a critic. film critic and but it was once, important that he was a film once, critic once he proves his big dick film credentials then. The fucking uh, Churchill, or it looked like it reminded me of what's the, Hitchcock. Like then he finally's like, all right, he's good enough because he just did a little diatribe about fucking his, uh, up its own ass. He just talks about film shit. Yeah, and it impresses him. It's good. It's impressive. Wait, where are we? Are we in the tavern now? No, no, we're no. In, no. Okay. We're in the we're, scene where we're still like, with the Mike Myers. With the and oh, we're still in the globe yeah. scene. The next okay, Churchill. Sorry. Yes. The next, and then. We get to the tavern. Yeah. Okay. I checked my clock on this one because I'm like, ah, oh, this is this is the scene. That this is this, this is how long does this scene this is take? Where, this is the scene that breaks me. This is like I a think. thirty minute scene. Yeah. It's this really, is probably our our difference in opinion on this movie. Then I love this scene. I, yeah, I this, still so really this like is, this, this movie. Is the scene, so this is the break. This is the scene where like when I was rewatching it, I'm like, you know, the other scenes, I'm like, I think maybe I was too harsh like on this movie. And then, no, this scene I was like, no, this is why I hate this movie. This this scene is just. A re- this is like he's like you thought I Tarantino before I'm gonna turn and Tino it up even more. Oof, it is like a repeat of the first scene, but it's like way less interesting. First of all, because yep. it's just so they're they're going to the tavern. Yep. They were supposed to meet in a bar with this lady, but they're like, yeah. oh my god, it's in a basement. Why would you meet in a basement? You never find a basement. Right. So we're like, they're all gonna die. 
Yeah, yeah. we just yeah. we're right. doors, so we know yeah. how to set that up right now. Yeah. And it's a Tarantino movie, so like obviously. Yeah. yeah. And then they go meet there, and it's but like. And then there's Nazis there. Oh, but she said that there wasn't going to be Nazis there. Yep. Jeez. But there were Nazis in this basement because one of them had a son. Uh, they're celebrating, born, and so he was. Yeah, they were celebrating. So they're Why? playing. This so thing. tell me this: Why did they have to meet in the public tavern? My my only uh, assumption the, is that she is a movie star, so yeah, she had a, to find a meeting. Like she always has, didn't she always have like the German soldiers around her? So like, she had to find a place where they could also be. No, she didn't have German she, soldiers she, around she's her. She's recognized, uh, like okay. wherever she goes. Never go into a building. Tell me she why she did this go to had, a building. It was a tavern. Why? Why did this have to happen at this specific? Public basement. Why did this have to happen? Uh, in the context of the movie, I and don't have a good answer. And you can't say so the movie can happen. Because there's literally <laughs> We've said so that so many, many times. Just, I guess like the, the tavern keep and the lady were her friends and were on their side. So like Timing. It had to happen that day. That was her schedule. So they owned it. They couldn't just meet somewhere else. Yeah. I, say it needed to be in a basement. I don't know. But they also didn't know if they could trust her or not, too, so I don't know. Th- that led to the, like, did you sell us out? No, I didn't kind of thing. I don't know. Who? It, wait, it, did she pick the basement? Yes. Yeah. yeah. yeah the okay. whole thing was she chose the place, and they were like, yeah. uh, why would you pick a basement? Yeah, she's it's also like, not a military no strategist. Maybe she just didn't think it through. Sure. That's My the, my biggest problem with this scene is not that, that it's in this tavern. I mean, my, my biggest problem with this scene is that it exists. But, like, right. yeah. But then, then, so they get down there, and they're playing a game where you, like, lick a, you write... You write a name or a person or thing. Yeah. And you lick it. You put it on your head, and yeah. then you have to ask questions and guess what what is on your head. Like you have to be like, if I had like Superman, you'd be like, "Is this person born on Krypton?" Yeah. And they'd be like, oh, "Yeah." What a yep. very pointed question for yeah. your first question. That was really like, that was really quick. Kal El, and they're like, "Actually, it's Jor El." And you're like, "No!" Nah! Yeah. <laughs> um, it's like heads up. Yeah. Uh, and so then after they finish their game or whatever, then they kind of. Sit there and so not only do we get the same like tension scene where we're like, Oh, how are they gonna get find out? They also re go over like talking about Reifenstahl and talking about Pabst and talking about German film. Like, we're just getting it's just it's a repeat of just I, shit that happened. I can before. understand why it frustrated you guys because it does bring the plot and the story to like a complete halt while we wait for this entire scene, but. I feel like if you take the scene out of the movie, it's still a really good scene. If you take the scene out of the movie, the difference would be that she doesn't have a cast. Like, honestly. What do you mean? Like, there's no... There's well, and now they have yeah. to improvise, yeah. and they're Italians instead of they Germans. That could have happened exactly the same if they just, like, met up there. They're like, well, none of us, none of us in the platoon... Speak Italian. Like, we didn't need the scene where half the bas- bastards die. Well, and then there's a couple other things that have to happen. Like, sh- they have to leave tons of evidence. No one else is alive in the in the place when they get her out. Right, yeah. But they leave her shoes and her signature. Yeah. So, I, I, yeah. Great. I, I don't know why you, you wouldn't think to just, just swipe those little bits of evidence. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. Uh, the, well, well the, also, I mean, the bastards didn't know that she left that stuff behind. She was like... Just in the middle of a firefight and killed somebody. It's maybe it's not something yeah. she, you know. She didn't think of it in the moment. I don't know. They're, they're big on like staging. Maybe it's overthinking it. They're big on staging scenes to, for maximum effect. You, I don't know. If you're trying to hide the fact that uh, 
celebrity was at a place, maybe just removing her articles, the thing, the things that would tie, literally her own signature. Like they just, you know, I, I don't know. Yeah, so, that is a bit heavy. Also, they did have the time. Bucket, they did the have time. But that's why. Know. That's why. Like I don't. I don't hate. So here. So here's here's the difference between this scene and the scene with her when uh, Hans pulls her in on her own later. We already know that he knows. They don't waste time. We get like a slight bit of her pulling the shoe out, and then he straight up murders her. Like they just. Mm-hmm. They're like, it's Quentin being like, you've already seen how tension works. I'm gonna like cut to the chase and not waste your time. Whereas this is not that. It's the same no, thing. It's like, yeah, I, okay, it's even, I actually think it's talk. an even longer scene than the it's first one, It's way longer. Right? And they just keep throwing, and the problem is they throw, like, d- not interesting things in the way. They just throw drunk mm. people in the yeah, way yeah. of it. Or, like, and then waiting shouting, for and then the card like, game. I'm sorry, where are you from? And then you're like, slow, walk out with a boot. I am an officer, and I am curious where you're from. You're from Frankfurt, and you're from another city in Germany. I can't remember what he called him. And then it, like, leads to this other tense cat and mouse moment where they're just trying to get out of it. Mm, yeah. And you just know, like, all the scenes, he's going to do one thing that's going to give it away. And then it just ends with, like, the, oh, oh, the he signals. did the three wrong. Three. Yeah, we basically covered the scene now. And firefight. Yeah. yeah. And then it's like, I thought I, got, the, I thought the three thing was silly. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Another, another dumb thing, but maybe it's just movie logic, is, like, they're, they're in like a, well, they call it later a Mexican standoff because they have grenades and guns. But here they're like, he's like, I have my thing, gun, my gun aimed at your balls. And then he's like, well, I've had, I've had them. That's not his accent at all. But Just do British it. British yeah. accent, like, I've had mine since you got in here. Yeah. And yeah. then what's his face is like, I also have my gun at your balls. But since it's pretty clear that there's going to be a shootout, you know what you could have done? Just shoot him in the head. So then there's not this weird 20-shot shootout. And then you shoot the other. You guys are trained killers. Kill this guy, and then kill these guys, in, and in you the all previous, live. Yeah. In Instead, the previous scene, you sh- in the previous scene where they that. broke out Hans, you showed that you could do that very efficiently. In, instead, they just shoot each other's nuts until they're empty, and th- which gives the other guy time. He's an off-duty officer, but he's got a fucking MP40 and just unloads it. Guy with a shotgun, and then we just get like lazy Tarantino shootout blocking. Where don't try to watch it. Everyone's just shooting, and everyone dies. All right, and everyone's next, dead. Next scene? No, because no, because what's his face isn't dead. He's still alive, and what's her face is injured on the floor. And mm-hmm. Aldo the Apache is like, "Well, I'm gonna come and do some funny lines." Okay? And we got a Mexican standoff, and we're gonna define that it is a Mexican standoff because, because we, we have, have a grenade, grenade and we'll drop <laughs> yeah. it down, and then she just shoots him and kills him, and then they leave evidence. Now, now we're, we're done, done with the scene. scene. All right, now we're done with the scene. <laughs> Don't fight in the basement. Don't do your stupid plan. Never start a land war in Asia. <laughs> that too. Ugh. <laughs> yeah. uh. Well, what's the next scene? I gotta I got refind it. I think we're... Oh, All right. They go to, like, the, the vet. They go to the vet. We got we get an interrogation, so now we really know that she's on their side by, you know, pushing... Yeah, this is another one where this, this might be, like, a little bit of a nitpick, but she just restates the scene. She just, like, tells the other people what happened... You can just assume that maybe she could have told them off screen. Like, you don't need to have everybody brief everybody on screen. Sometimes once the information is known or you've seen it, you can just move on to the next bit of crucial story part. Yep. But just, a, just a screenwriting tip. Also, <laughs> also, I wrote down, this this scene shows that this, this interaction could have not happened in a public place. 
She could have gone to the woods. Oh, you're right. Yeah, there was a loud shootout. All they just go the- to a, uh, another place, and it, with the exception of her, the, her, evidence. her evidence, they would have no idea. That's a good point. No reason for this to be in a public place. Not a one. All of the information that she was going to give them, she gave to Brad Pitt. I, I agree. I, I see why this scene frustrated you guys. <laughs> uh, all right. And, pre- premiere night? And now we're, we're – oh, but before the premiere of night, we get – yeah, he shows up, uh, you know, and sees her shoe. Right, yeah. And, well, and gets the – And gets the and then, and then kisses it or whatever. He's now we hard cut to scene chapter. five, or to chapter five. We got our premiere, and we start off with – Oh, let's get it heavy-handed here. And chapter five is the most heavy-handed scene. This is where all of the film stuff starts. I mean, laying it on thick, like her, like doing a uh, war paint sort of. Oh yeah, her, mm. her war paint. I think they've already explained the, ni- the nitrate film, right? Yeah, yeah that, was, that was early on. That was the end of chapter three. They did the night. Sam Jackson explained to us how nitrate. How film nitrate works. Film, and you couldn't. It's like, very flammable. Yeah, yeah. You couldn't like carry it on trolleys because yeah. it was flammable. That's cool. They actually. Found like an old time clip, yeah, about that. Or they cool. shot it. I don't know. It looked like I don't know. I don't know. Maybe they. It shot was in black it. and white, so yeah. yeah, it had to be old. <laughs> but yes, we're putting on we're putting on war paint. We're getting our big climax ready. It's all gonna happen in the movie theater because the war won't end on you know in the battlefield. It'll end in the theater. Power of film. Hashtag power of film. I power just have. Film. We should just have hashtag power of film after all of these things. Uh, actually though, power of actually film. though, power of dynamite. Ultimate, like the ultimately the, the, the fire would have got him. Ultimately, well, power of no. Fire. Yeah. Well, ultimately, uh, the power a, of bullets because yeah, they bullets, ended up so many Hitler. bullets. What? But what ended when when their dynamite goes off? The they show the, the front of the building. Oh the, yeah, the entire like, building explodes. That's when you know. Also, dies. also they didn't even think to block because they weren't the ones that blocked the door. If they had, I know. If they had I, gotten up there uh, and done all of that, people would have gotten out. Like, you would have shot some people, but most people would have got out. That, yeah. Wait, they, that, there were three bombs. I'm assuming one was going to, like, they were going to spread them out. I guess, where was Brad Pitt supposed to be? Because he got eliminated he, from the equation. Yeah, he had right. bombs. He didn't have a seat legs either. Too. Or, like, he, I don't think he was. They Also, they didn't show an empty series of seats for him right. or for uh, Biz no. Actress yeah. on Bismarck. Yeah. Maybe he was supposed to close the doors. Well, anyway. instead he opened up a plot hole. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> Yeah, so they what they, they set up the reel. They're like, yeah. So Listen. we're seeing everything getting set up. She's she's you know real four. She They're gonna splice in yeah. the, the video they shot. Mm-hmm. Yep, very uh, Fight Club style. <laughs> no, then the we get to see some editing. You know that's that's important. That's that's kind of yeah. cool. Yeah, I, like we we come in the digital phase, so I, I don't really know how to splice film right. and how glue it, it together. And Apparently, you just glue it together. Yep. Yeah, that's how you do it. Mm-hmm. Simple as that. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, well, little, and then what? And then, for it, then in the lobby, in the lobby, there's that's when Hans shows up. This is like my second favorite scene. Is is them? Is Hans just like owning, <laughs> like owning, just knowing that they're lying the owning, whole oh, time, yeah. dude? <laughs> and if if you take the Inglorious Bastards scenes and tone and make it into its whole own movie, I'd love it too. But this is the part where I'm like, this is a farce. This is yeah. not even real anymore. Like this is just he's he's obviously not Italian. He's, he's right. He's like Tennessee Brad Pitt doing like a very bad Italian accent. He's like, mm-hmm. sorry, what's your name again? Yeah. Say it again. Say it again. Yeah. Say it again. 
One more time. <laughs> okay, you, what's your name? Say it again. Say it again. One more time for me. Like, <laughs> it's just, it's absurd. And he's even like, when she's like, how'd you laughing. break your leg? And like, mountain climbing. He like, runs off for like last five minutes. He's just yeah. like, well, he's in, it's, an, it's another scene. He's enjoying he's it. In, yeah. he's no, he's in surrogate there. Yeah. For yeah. once, you sympathize with the Nazi because it's so ridiculous that you can't sit still. <laughs> I got up and poured a drink during this scene. <laughs> it was rosé. It was Dark Horse rosé. I got it for cheap at Ralph's. <laughs> Not sponsored by either Ralph's basic, or basic Dark Horse. Bitch. I don't yeah. care. I needed it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I don't... I, this scene was funny. I don't know. It was... I think it goes to... We're going to go back to hashtag power of film. This is the Army's plan. You know, this is the the physical plan. We're gonna blow stuff up. We're gonna yeah. we're gonna use force and and stuff like that. We got our guns. Uh, that's not gonna it was work. Silly. That's yeah. not gonna work. That no. But uh, film film's gonna work. Yep. So in a dumb Here. this all is. So. But again, it was a Nazi officer that actually did it. Yep. <laughs> just just so we're clear. Uh, film didn't do shit. Film. It made for a cool scene of her laughing in the fire, but. Uh, so the, so the, after this scene, he pulls off Von Bismarck yes, right, to go have her scene. And we do her scene. Yes, they mercifully cut it short. <laughs> this is Also, this is probably like the And we all most, we get our foot fetish. Yeah, I'm like, this is the most yes. like... Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, because now you've seen it. Yeah. Dude, the, the feet in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, out of control. You're so right, that, that scene in the car when he's driving yeah, it's her out uncomfortable. to the ranch, it, that's and, and the the feet are in every, every angle single of angle. every shot of there's, that there's scene. several scenes with feet, but yeah, that was the one where you're like he managed to get them It didn't look like fetish though. They looked gross. Shot. I mean, the, the, they were like hippie feet. How do you feel about feet? Because I don't know if you're like <laughs> I don't know if you're one to speak on foot fetishes, but yeah, this one is he's like put your little foot on my lap. He does the Cinderella or the shoe fits. Yeah, is that? Is that a saying? I know that if the glove fits. I know that's that's no, the OJ. No, the shoe, shoe must fit. Wear it. Where did it come from? That's a that's, that's a pretty a, that's common just idiom. A, that's pre World War Two. Yeah, I was not oh, aware of this. I mean, you, listen, uh, they I already have uh, what what is it called? Uh, anachronism. And they already have like anachronistic music choices. Like there's like that eighties. I don't know if it was a Bowie song or when she's putting on a warp. Like they've yeah. already done a lot of things. Like they use music that's not of the era. Of the era. Accurate. But I I wasn't sure if. If the shoe fits where it was a, uh, an expression that is, I don't know. Well, were you alive that in time? 1940? No, I just I, exactly. I, I, it just made me thought of the OJ, oh, the like if the glove fits, you must quit or whatever, whatever. Oh, I God. forgot the thing. I don't know. That's it. That was right. it. Oh, I got it. Yeah, yeah. you got ah, it. First try. So <laughs> I don't know, but it fits. And then she's just like, okay, what now? And he just jumps on top of her and, and strangles her. It. We get some shots of her feet, nice ah! up and close, wriggling around. Um, and then do you think there's like. Uh, I don't want know, a kink shame. I don't want a kink shame. But do you think that when a Tarantino movie comes out, like the foot fetish community gets really excited, like their searches online go way up? I don't know. Like uh, I bet you, dude, this is just some foot fetish speculation at this point. But if you're if you need to find foot fetish, just Google it. You'll have like I guess there's not enough of it. Right, there's not enough of it in so the much, film for so it to feet. like. Yeah, there's so much. Well, feet you know what though? You you guys warned us about that. And yeah. there was less than I thought there was going to be going really? into it. Yeah. Okay. Sharon so, Tate. So thank you. Well, you're yeah, you're fine. <laughs> it was just like we like after this third or fourth time we turned to each other in the theater. We're like, this is 
okay, this is this is too. I think this is too much. <laughs> now he's making me part of it. Um, yeah, so he he kills her, and then uh, his he men just out, humorously just tackled, like yeah. tackle. It, it is kind of a comedy tackle, yeah. and they yeah. take off uh, Aldo, who is you know off yeah. swearing. They throw him in a car, mm-hmm. and they drive him off. And uh, BJ Novak gets to act with the big boys in the yeah. next yeah. scene. Yeah, yeah. Scene oh, yeah, yeah. Because then this is when they take him to some weird off-site location where yep. they have a radio, mm-hmm. and they put him up, and you're yep. like, okay, what's going to happen? Uh-oh, he's got him. And then he's like, <laughs> he's talking about their plans, and he's going over some stuff. You might have Oh, this was another – so this was another point that I wanted to bring up in – just to also show his change of character, intentional or not. He now laments uh, his nickname. He that, that's his, that's he what, his, yeah, sorry. In the beginning, he loved his nickname, and now he's like, that's not fair. I didn't pick that nickname. Yeah. So, I don't know. We're just continuing his... Yeah. If you, if you think that his turn makes sense, then I'm sure there's a way to justify that. If you don't like his turn like I don't... I feel. I, I, I feel honestly like feel like the only way the turn makes sense is if you're like, yeah, and he could have just said it. It would have, but whatever, just being like... Yeah, and the, we're pretty sure the Nazis are going to lose anyway since it's 1945 or whatever. Just like... <laughs> right. Just say something like, ah, oh, the Nazis are going to go out, you know? like. But they didn't They didn't go out of their way to show you what the real sentiment within the Nazi mm. party is of their progress. Um, they just show you that, like, Hitler out of nowhere is like, I think that if I go to the premiere, it'll help. Yeah. That's all he says. That's it. He's just like, I, I think if I go to France, yeah, if I go to France, it'll help out, which is why I'm like... <laughs> So are we you had well, to go through so many hoops to make he is, this fucking he is, dumb thing happen. He is frustrated by the bastards, though. So sure. I guess we're supposed to. Yeah, that they're. they're well, you know, he shouldn't have uh, started a, a war on a second front either. So he made I a mean, few I bad mean, decisions. But like, but then also, if you look at, he literally just has two guards, dude. He has two guards outside his little thing. There's no other. What happened to the six guards that were in the the building that took Aldo? Were they? Did they not go back to to run defense? Mm. Did they were they not with him to be surrendered? They just disappear, and you have a completely empty lobby, and presumably a completely empty outside. What what was you, what were you thinking, dude? Like, it's the Führer on foreign soil where they have resistance members. They were it's in pretty bombing fuck. range. Like, I don't understand. Like, you didn't even need a dynamite if you had any form of artillery. Like, it doesn't make. <laughs> Any goddamn sense. And by the way, artillery is a huge thing they've had since. Well, that's why making him head of security this event doesn't make any sense. They even knew that that the Americans were like pushing into France. Uh, Yeah, I I don't know, man. Like, a lot of people had to be really fucking stupid for this to work. And then a character had to just completely change the way he's been acting up until that very previous scene where he, like, out of rage and disgust for a woman betraying Betraying Nazi Nazi Germany, would like. Mm -hmm. Choke her to death. So, sure. And he gets funny again. Then he becomes like fun Christoph Waltz. And he says, that's a what's, bingo. What's the, yeah. What's <laughs> the, a bingo. What's, a what's bingo. the wine that has the little like bamboo base? Oh. I see that a lot. Is that a type of it's wine? A, it's, a, it's Italian. I forget the okay. name of it. I didn't know, but I, I wasn't sure if that's just like wine or some special kind no, of wine. Like, kind. How port? Is it, is it like port? I was Is wondering it Chianti? If it's not. Port? It's Chianti. Chianti. Okay. Yeah, it goes well with the liver and fava beans. There we go. According to. Okay. All right, so he has his character change. So while he's going to go negotiate his terms, we cut back to the theater to see the other part of the plans happening. So we got... um, She's running the projector. 
uh, and good old. Oh yeah. Good old Frederick. Well, the, the real, they show you like the little marker. That's a real thing, right? Like, yeah. There's yeah. a little marker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she, she runs the, the doctor thing and yeah. And we get, uh, and while she's, while she's running that, you know, Frederick comes over. He can't I, I watch did, himself killing people. I did people. kind of like this. Because it was a fun subversion where they're like kind of setting up. Oh, maybe he felt bad because he was just doing it to survive or something like that. But then like, oh, nope, I, nope, 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 Ravy, he's, Ravy, yeah. he's nope, still a Nazi, still a bad okay, guy. Okay, so that's where I'm like, did he actually leave because he was like kind of having PTSD and it was hard? But then, I think, th- but then he goes up and he doesn't. It's only, it only gets like rapey. He's just trying to like talk to her, and who knows what he wanted to have happen. But it's when she like denies him that he's like, "Hey, I'm a I'm an important person, you asshole." When he shows his true yeah. colors, yeah. But I, I couldn't tell if he was just going up because he actually like didn't like right. watching I, himself, and then he's like, that, "Well, what's no, another thing I can the, do?" That's I think that was the point. Okay, you, you thought that you thought that he was like starting to. Show he also says that to her though. He said he right, doesn't like that scene. That was. I don't think him his reactions while watching the movie was like. Well, that was a real reaction. I think it yeah. was a real reaction because yeah. why would he do it otherwise? Yeah, yeah. true. All but right. no she's one was just watching like, him. She's just like, no, go away. I'm working, and I know you don't hear no a lot. And then he like gets angry and bursts in the door and hurts her, and is like, I'm an important guy, you know. Yeah, and you're not being grateful. And then she just like smartly is like, all right, lock the door. And he's like, what? And he's like, yeah. And he's like, all right, I'm getting. And then boom, shot in the back. Yeah. And then he's and then as he goes to lock the door, she just like caps him a bunch of times. Yep, and then she kind of has like a she moment. She feels and bad it, about it's it. A, it's a yeah. yeah. It's showing that like, you know, yeah, sort of love can be bad. <laughs> it's or like not even get love, you killed, but yeah, remorse. Can remorse because yeah. he dies, and then they sh- they show him. And this is yeah when they die. Like, he scene. dies. She looks over, and oh, there he is. His face is on yep. the Film. fucking screen, immortalized. Yeah. But he's like showing remorse after a kill. I don't know. It's it's like a very like yeah. thematic little moment they show, and then she feels bad, so she goes over to comfort him, and then he he's alive. Bam, bam, bam. Kills her. And he got a gun out, and then they and then she shoots him, and then they both die. They're both dead now. They're yeah. both dead. He lived They're just dead. long enough to shoot her a bunch of times, and then they both die. Yep, yep. And she dies. Hey, and she does dies. movies that <laughs> she dies so that right before she goes on screen, so we can keep that symbolism. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And then behind the screen, there's the giant pile of nitrate film and then her boyfriend like does the like draw drag from the cigarette cool guys throw cigarettes does he get out? no he no, did no, he, oh, he dies in he that. knew I don't yeah, think there was any way out they both die. knew they were gonna yeah. die yeah artists man <laughs> French artists especially man they, they die for dude, the crap dude yeah. that was their masterpiece their man yeah, well, yeah that was their <laughs> god her <laughs> <laughs> uh Yes. What? Her her face being projected on the smoke after the screen. Right. Her yes. laughing again. Oh. Living on. It was it's just a really ghost. cool, it's, really cool. Yeah. Well, that that, that imagery works. Like her yeah. laughing yeah, as if she's haunting the. Yeah. Yeah, but her, her, her boyfriend scary. put like metal bars on the doors, and a good thing no one at any point had tried to go to the bathroom during this film. Well, but some people out. were in the bathroom. The bastards. Oh, you're right. They, they got out. It's lucky they got out too before they were locked in. <sighs> Boy. So they're in there. Well, he's so confusing. They get their that. cool little inventions. Those they are cool. also yeah. sacrifice themselves. Yeah, punch guns. Yeah. yeah. they invent those on the spot? I don't those know. Are, those are cool, though. They, they look like what Deadshot uses a lot in, in the comics. He yeah. has, like, wrist shooters. They uh, do look kind of like I that. really like Eli Roth's I don't know, look when he's pummeling Hitler at the end. Well, they're like, <laughs> they just did it for themselves at this point. You know, they yeah. did it for their revenge because they knew yeah. they were dead. Right. Like, they're just going at it, killing as many people as they want. 
They're resigned to their fate. I guess now they're the guys with the with the MP40s. Um, yeah, yeah, with the height advantage. They're the ones like in the bell tower, like shooting yep. Nazis. Don't yep. try it, yep. Anakin. I have the high ground. <laughs> yeah. No, no, yeah, we're flipping. We're flipping it. Flipping the script. Uh, you're right. I never, I never like really put together that little bit. But yeah, they're watching a movie about yeah. I didn't either. That's uh, interesting. Hey, sweet, sweet, sweet revenge. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, I'm like pretty hard out at this point in the movie, but so you're right. I'm like, mm-hmm. I wasn't really thinking about that level of it, but that's a good point. They're watching a movie glorifying like a Nazi in a high tower killing, yeah, killing people. Troves and then now they're soldiers. in the high tower killing people. That's yeah. kind of, you're right. And they just like, and blast. Hitler's head explodes. It's yeah. seriously, yeah. oh my gosh. It's His like, face just disintegrates. Like, yeah. Yeah. And they're just mowing down people. And then the bomb. And then the bombs go off. The bomb go off and, it and everybody dies. The whole Big boom. Thing. Everybody died. Whole thing. Well, except, the, well, like Christoph. Well, right. Brad Pitt. The, oh, the and people that weren't there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they, they negotiated. Wrap this up. He's gonna get a medal of honor. It's, it's like a funny Christoph Waltz scene chewing moment where he's dictating, you know, the terms of his surrender. Where he's like, "I want a medal of honor." You know what? Everybody gets a medal. Such a dick move. Such a dick move. He wants like a little like An island, island off yeah. Yeah. what Nantucket. Nantucket. Like, yeah. He yeah. wants some space. He wants a salary. He wants all this stuff. And, um, yeah, the plan is that they're going to drive into the America-controlled place. And Christoph Waltz saves surrender. The, Yeah, stops everything, sort of. I, it, it is tough because so many people were after it. But, yes, he, he in the history books, he's getting the credit now. Because he, he put the bomb under Hitler. He put and, the bomb under Hitler, yeah. And uh, the bomb is what blew up the whole building. And, like, mm-hmm. we know from, from Speed... When there's a mess like that, they're not gonna count body parts, or <laughs> they're not gonna. They're not they're gonna. gonna, gonna yeah. They're not gonna Batman detective mode this scene back to see who really killed Hitler. Yeah, <laughs> he's Batman gonna get detective. the credit. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and so then they what? They they drive out and they're uh, like, okay, we Aldo. surrender, and then oh, they yeah. just shoot Aldo the driver. One more, one more little revenge. revenge. Yeah. Yeah. And then he's like, why? My driver! Why would you do that? I'm gonna show a level of concern for another human that I hitherto have never shown. Because Sorry, it's funny. No, no, I, I agree with <laughs> you on this funny. one. Because it's funny. I thought he had an overreaction. Yeah. Um, more so than that guy being killed, I thought he would have been like, don't shoot me! Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. I yeah, know, yeah, like, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Why? There's a lot so, of out so, of character. So Brad Pitt could set up his, because yeah, I get chewed out. I get chewed out. That, that, yeah. was oh. like, that was fitting, because Brad Pitt is consistent throughout the movie. He's like, yeah. He is the only consistent He's like, they'll hang you for this. He's like, nah. I'm pretty sure. I get chewed out, but I've been chewed out before. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't know, he, his he is character is so consistent and beautiful that it's kind of funny. And then, and then he carves it and is like, this is my masterpiece. And then I throw up, and that's the end of Inglorious Bastards. Oh, my God. Oof. So there it is. Man, you guys had some hot takes. And it's, listen, sorry. It became about us, but, like, the movie's oh. over. We've shouted about what we like. This is your first time seeing it. Thoughts? Go you, for it. Are you going to see any more Quentin Tarantino movies after this? <laughs> Feel like I do. I have more to see. <laughs> do, I, I don't know. I've I've seen all the hits. Yeah. Uh, I saw Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I'm not gonna probably go see the ones that you brought up. I think at the beginning of the Reservoir podcast. Reservoir Dogs. What? No, not Reservoir Dogs. The uh, or the other two. What? Which ones? Pulp Fiction. No. The the, like, <laughs> the, the, the ones that no one talks about. Oh, Death Proof. Yes. I love to watch Death Proof with somebody. I th- I think it's at least an academic movie. Has anyone watch. seen Jackie Brown? I've never seen that, but I hear oh. it's good. Yeah, yeah. How about that? All right. Anyway, so movie. So you still, so you like it? Yes. Yeah. I still, despite like your hot takes, I still generally like it. I think hot takes is is 
a little simplification. I feel like we've now anger over takes. We've stood over this <laughs> for ten years and now have rewatched it to reconfirm our opinions. Heated but, takes. Sure, heated <laughs> takes. It is a hot take, sure. but we also, unlike a Twitter hot take, we got time to explain in depth why we don't like it. And I and I still love Tarantino. I still think he's like. Look, I still, you know, all the reasons why I liked it in the first place still stand. Um, I okay. get your criticisms, but uh, honestly, while watching it, didn't really bother me all that much. Uh, so I don't know. I like it for what it is. It has several great scenes in it um, that are like really well crafted. And uh, fuck, I love Brad Pitt. How would Brad you? Pitt, he crushes it. Since you saw it so quickly, one after the other, how? How do you feel about it versus Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? I think Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is definitely a better film. All right. Uh, a much better film. Yeah. I, uh, I, yeah. I feel like that can be a whole other podcast comparing his movies, but I think, yeah, just as a summary, yeah, I think it's better because it does sort of what we were saying. It, it definitely flows, even though it's a, mu- yeah, it's a more yeah, meandering, yeah, yeah. It's a more I see meandering that. movie. It is a meandering movie, it's but, a slice but of life. It, yeah, but it's, yeah, yeah, it is a slice of life. All the stuff's important. It's all revealing about the characters or revealing, right. you know, certain things. Yeah, even right. if it's like literally just, I mean, two thirds, maybe even like three quarters of the movie is just like a day in the life of, of them from beginning to end. Right, right. But it's still you learn so so much about the characters that pays and, off, and that pays off. At yeah, the yeah. End. yeah. I love the relationship between Leonardo DiCaprio and Brad Pitt. I'm just like, they're bros. they're <laughs> such a beautiful They're a beautiful romance. Yeah. I love, yeah. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people think that they're like, Sharon Tate's, it was all a big red herring, it doesn't matter. I'm like, it, it actually, it matters a lot. And there's so much, I've been reading like a bunch of articles. I mean, she was like kind of a red herring, but not like, no, uh, but not like something that doesn't matter. Every, like, but everybody's very... inclusion in this film, at least if I can believe all these like essays, He's not an accident. No. From Steve yeah. McQueen, Bruce Lee, they all thematically time into the era and like what the message of the film is in ways that it's like this movie is smarter than than you think. Than, than uh, your hot takes are, the, are right, doing. Right, yeah. and, and maybe and Why maybe the same sh- thing yeah. is could be said about this movie. And I maybe I should watch it with director's commentary. But I just like I don't know. It's just you, I've already said my piece. You get why I don't like it. All right. Well, we'll close it <laughs> off there. And uh, that's. Uh, that's uh, Inglorious Bastards. So now you've seen it. Congratulations, Odom. Thank you. Uh, thank you all for listening. Uh, if you'd like to listen to more, please rate, subscribe, and uh, share all those great things on your favorite podcast app. And uh, you know what? This was fun. We'll see you next time on another How Did You Miss That? Podcast.